distractible boy. <laughs> hey, B Lee, what's hey, up? Hey, 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 unbelievably fun. <laughs> what's going on? Uh, yeah, I'm B Lee. Uh, I'd be funny, that's at least what I try to convince people. Uh, yeah, I think you asked me how I was doing there. I'm walking, talking, and breathing. It's a good day. Well, I just wanted, I wanted to, to, um, I wanted to make you aware of the fact that uh, at this point you should be free of stress, uh, uh, free of feeling any safe, feel feel safe from feeling any judgment from me. And, <laughs> Ju- and judgment well, is my bread and, and butter, man. I, I, judgment is where welcome. it was my happy place. That's that's I actually seek out judgment so I feel better about my normal day. It's it's not until I'm getting judged by perfect strangers that I feel happy inside. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? That's a, that's a character. That's the, some 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 character stuff. I I I think you're right for a lot of people. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you're right for a lot of people. I actually got into comedy because I realized I was already the comedian that wasn't doing what I wanted. Like. I explained this to somebody uh, yesterday on my show, like my brother and my grandfather always had this like super connection, like in sports. And a lot of my friends did like where they knew statistics and all this stuff. And like, you know, they knew all this stuff. And I was a jock growing up. I played sports. I played football, uh, baseball, hockey. Like I, like somebody was playing a pickup game of basketball. I, you know, I would go play, like I would play everything, you know what I mean? But I didn't like watching it. I didn't memorize statistics. And I realized the other day, like, I was talking to my girlfriend and I'm like, yeah, you know, so-and-so. Yeah. Cause he does this joke. Yeah. You know, you know, the one that started, she's like, I don't know this stuff. Like that why would I know That thing happens to me. Exactly. And it clicked. I'm like, oh, this is my sports. Like this uh-huh. has always been my sports. Like I snuck up, like I used to have a black and white TV. Like we, we were poor. I had a black and white TV in my room when I was a kid and I would sneak up and like watch Arsenio Hall. Like I would watch BET when there was nothing good on Comedy Central because BET had like, you know, a, a different, you know, uh, set of comedians. Like, it's probably the only reason I knew who Gary Owens was before TikTok, right? right? right. <laughs> it's like, I actually watched these people. No, I, uh, I, I know who Gary Owens was before that too, but. No, but that's because yeah. you watched yeah. comedy, yeah. right? I've and if I said this to one of future. my other friends, mm-hmm. they would have no yeah. idea what I was talking about. They're like, who? And mm-hmm. so it didn't click to me until later in life. Well, then when I stopped working, I was like, the, this was when I lost my job. I was in pharmacy for 11 years and I was attacked by a homeless man while working and I pushed him off me and they fired me for it. I didn't fight him. We didn't argue. There was nothing like that. But I uh, I said I didn't do anything wrong. And they said that that was a problem. And and we split our ways after 11 years. So give your deck decade to somebody and that's what you get but i realized at that point i listened a lot to like a gary v at, at times like in patches he would always talk about like quitting your job and doing what you love and i always said no i'm too far in i, I was like the cliche guy he'd talk because about i'm like no i'm a decade oh, I'm 11, i've in. ever invested 11 years already into this exactly and i'm like if yeah. i get out now like i'm disappointing everybody the whole reason i started doing it would be it, impossible to get back in if Blah, well, blah, blah. yeah, you never get your seniority back the- with that company. If you go to another company, they'll take you, right? But now you're starting not from scratch, but not where you were, then, right? It's- then you got a big unexplainable gap. I understand. 
yeah, so my whole thing was like, why am I going to try to do this again? I did it for 11 years and I was never happy doing it. I never liked it. I never pretended that I did. I was just good at it. And I have a joke now about like, you know, just because you're good at something doesn't mean you should do it. Like I can fit my whole fist in my mouth and I really don't have a gag reflex, but I really can't stand the sight of my own penis. So I probably shouldn't suck cock. <laughs> Just because you could be good at something doesn't mean you should do it. <laughs> I mean, dude, it's really funny to think about it that way, too, man, because like I think about all the jobs that I've ever had. And I've had many, many jobs over the last 11 plus years. Uh, the last 25, 30 years I've been working different mm. jobs all the time and like doing the nine to five gig. And have never liked anything, and I've never been good at anything that they've ever given me to do. But I'm a uh, good, I'm a good wrestler. I'm a good wrestler, and I'm and I and I'm working on being a good comedian. I I want to be a good comedian. I want to be well, somebody. That's the only way to be one is working on right. it. Like I want to be somebody. That's thing you learn who, real quick. Who people who will like line up to see and pay their money. That's mm. who I want to be. Well, that and, that's. For some and people, that's, that's the dream. That's what I I'll call be good it, at. Yeah, I, I call it that's the goal. Because I, I if, for me, if you're saying it's a dream, you don't think it's ever going to be a reality. And for me, that's not a thing. Like, I'm yeah. like, no, 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 that's that's feasible. I can do it. And that was the old me didn't think I could. And that's what kept me from it. I was like, nah, there's so many funnier people. There's so many this. There's so many that. And it kept me from it. So then when, you know, job, job gone. Um, it happened the same. I had just broke up with my girlfriend. Our lease was up at the end of the month. And then I go into work and they're like, Hey, guess what? You don't have a job anymore. I'm like, Oh my God. Like it was everything. And I was living in Vegas at the time. And my family, the whole nine years I was out there was like, come back, come back, come back. So I'm like, all right, might have a reason now. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to do comedy. I'm going to travel the country. Um, that was the original plan when we had first met on hi ho, um, was, I was going to fix up my van, travel the country, do hiking videos by day, and then do, you know, mics by night. Um, and then I met my girlfriend. <laughs> and so I met <laughs> my girlfriend. My plans change. Yeah, well, I mean, so many things happened. So I met my girlfriend right as uh, my grandfather got sick. He ended up passing away right after that. So then I ended up moving in with her. And then we had to go to Vegas to get all my stuff. There's so much. <laughs> but at the end of the day. I knew I was going to be a comedian. I'm like, this is, this is my bread and butter. This is what I love it doing. Sounds like you it found, it sounds like you found uh, a good support system also. I mean, Oh yeah. No, that, honestly, that, if, if I didn't have my girlfriend, I wouldn't have yeah. taken the same, same leaps I'm taking now. I would still have to be She's working. Empowering. She's empowering. Oh yeah. yeah. Cause I did go to work. And it's, it's, that's, that's uh, a, a pretty healthy ego. Yeah. It, I, I dig it. it helps I love it a lot. It's not yeah. easy. I mean, we have, mm -hmm. trust me, we have our issues, you know, mm -hmm. it's not, it's not easy. And especially uh, I can see it from her point when she's talking to like friends and family and they're like, Oh, what's your boyfriend doing? The, she's like, Oh, he's a comedian. They're like, Oh, great. You know, well, mm -hmm. we'll wait to the next one. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're, like, I'm sure if she was like, Oh, he's a doctor, like they'd all be, you know, very happy. But you know, when, if they're like, he's a nationally touring comedian, things will be a lot better. So I just, I gotta keep the It's going to be, it's going to be the same judgment, man. When you're talking to other people, they're, they're not going to understand anything because they don't know anybody personally in their life who is like driven to be yeah. an entertainer. And 
no, no one's going to accept it. Like, uh, believe me, like so many, so many times I, I, I do, believe to be it, a I not famous it. pro wrestler. Yeah. It's not, you know, to be so Z list, not impressive to girls families over the years. I'll tell you. <laughs> Thank God we got ponytails, right? You know, that helps, Thank right? God. That Thank always wins over dad, hair. right? <laughs> Thank goodness I'm funny and charming. Yeah, well, that's well, that's what was the whole thing is like I learned how to be funny really early. Um, and when I think in retrospect, like it was funny. I I got out of being bullied by like rebullying. You know, I, I, I figured it out later in life and it's not a great origin story, but it's fine. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Bullies. I'll become a bully. Well, that's what it was. It was like people were making fun of me for being poor and like having, you know, like, you know, older clothes or not having a dad. And I would be like, oh yeah. Ba-bam, 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 ba-bam. And I'd hit him back with like six zingers and then the crowd's laughing at them. And now I'm not the focal point anymore. You know what I mean? Well, I'm going to say that I relate to you on many of that, uh, you know, being pouring, ha- poor, being poor and being made fun of for it and having old clothes and not having a dad. All sounds like me stuff. <laughs> Absolutely sounds like me stuff. Uh, pouring my my attention and time into stand up comedy and being a nerd for stand up comedy and documentaries about stand up comedy and uh, nerd about like uh, SNL and nerd about nerd about Rick and Morty and a nerd about like the, just the pro wrestling and the things I'm a nerd about. I just poured myself into that kind of stuff. Cause it's like, I don't, you know, uh, uh, I don't have time to get made fun of. I don't, I, I, have, I have time to do things I, I really want to do. And adult none of that me. really has anything to do with uh, getting bullied. Yeah. Adult me like appreciates the, you know, that there was an origin for this. Right. Cause I honestly don't think that, I ever would have got to to where I am by this. And and it also like coincided with some other stuff. Like some of the kids that were bullying me also like rapped. Right. And they were like, Oh, you should freestyle. You're funny. And like, so I started freestyling with them. I never found a passion for that. I was good at it. I liked it. You know, I like, but then once again, old me realizes, Oh, I just liked clowning on people. Like I was all about the punchlines, you know? And so like when I'd hit a hot punchline, everybody's like, Oh, I'm like, ah, it's a good day. Like, well, and so that's you probably, literally what I'm living now. In, you'd probably do good in a roast battle then, huh? Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's uh, last night. My uh, I knew I was going to miss my two mics tonight. I do at least a mic a night. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, So I knew I was going to miss two tonight. And I was like, all right, so I got to go up to, you know, do one, you know, last night. So I go up and there's no crowd whatsoever. It's all comics and we all know each other. And for some reason, everybody just starts riffing. You know, like everybody goes up and just starts riffing. Some of it's good. Some of it's not. You know how it is, right? So I'm over there and I just whip out my note cards and I'm just whacking stuff down. I'm like, all right, blah, 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 blah. And I'm every comic that's going up. I'm just writing jokes about their jokes, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did last night. I just went up and banged out like, I don't know, 15 jokes about other comics. And some of them like- wasn't. Did you workshop some of that stuff with those guys afterwards? Did you like try to talk talk about oh, it? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I went over it. Like one of them was the host, and like he's a guy I work with regularly. Like, you know, all these were people that I knew, you know. Yeah. Um, and so I, I mean, went over to to him because he was there with his girlfriend, and one of one of one of his uh jokes is like he talks about how like she has crystals and shit, you know. 
And so I, I always bust like her balls and, you know, I call her like to her face. I go, oh, hey, crystal bitch. Like, <laughs> and so it's me and her inside joke. Right. And so I go up there and uh, I, I like leaned heavy into some of that. Like he's a uh, he's one of these guys that, you know, he's he's starting to grow out a beard and mustache. Right. But he's very light uh, in the hair department. Right. So it's not it's not the greatest of beards. And so I was trying to talk to him before the show, but he wasn't paying attention. So I was like, oh, I'm going to get him later. And so I'm up on stage and I'm like, yeah, Pat's, I can't tell if Pat's growing a mustache or uh, his girlfriend saged his mouth. And the two of them are back at the bar, like literally the other side of the you know, room. <laughs> and they started dying. And so I, talk, I was talking to him about that. I started talking to him that, like, because I did like four jokes about him because he was hosting that night. And, uh, and his girlfriend immediately was like, that one about Sage in his mouth was great. And I was like, yeah, I can tell you like that one. Yeah, I can tell. So, yeah, like I like that. Like I like getting the positive reaction. Like I'm a Libra. So, that was like, all I've directly off your head. That wasn't, that wasn't a written joke. That was directly yeah. off your head. Well, I wrote it like. Okay. No, I'm saying, no, I went on stage. Well, but that's yeah, what, like, like, I'm, I'm thinking like, like doing roast battles. You're just kind of right. You like get together with the comic yeah. and talk about stuff that you can write jokes about right like that that's sort of the way i've done it every time not no. all i haven't done it many times but most of the time it's been like we, we have a conversation a lot of times we'll do just like how we're talking right now yeah and and just get to know each other a little bit and then be like all right well just yeah you could maybe say this or say that and so um, I'm very Northeast at the moment. And once again, I lived in Las Vegas for nine years. So I'm all over the place. People Northeast comes with different rules for some reason. Like there's no roast battles around here. I signed up for one nearby and it's a self roast battle. So like, they're so worried. They're like, nah, you can only make fun of yourself. And like, I was so worried because, <laughs> Of like how hard, like, because you were already telling me, like, B, don't be so hard on yourself before we even started recording, right? So, like, <laughs> you can tell how I am with my comedy, right? <laughs> and so, I'm like, I'm like, all right, I got to be like softer because, like, I don't know how they're gonna read this because it's it, you have to type out a joke, which is the worst way to do a joke in the first place, right? Um, so I went with B Lee looks and sounds like a Asian redneck. Like he would drive the number 77 Sriracha car. <laughs> yeah. The, the ponytail helps with that. Full, <laughs> full uh, last samurai, you know. But, uh, but yeah, that's, I was like, I was like, that's, it's like edgy enough to like know that I'm funny, but like it's not my best stuff for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's the problem with like typing a joke to like somebody or like, I don't know your sense of humor. Like, you don't know these bookers, and some of these bookers, like, are really, you know, like, one way or the other, and I I will do comedy in any room. Like, I have some guys, like, are, that are scared, you know, to, like, go to certain rooms, and they're like, oh, I don't know, like, that, that room, they, they talk a lot. And I'm like, no, they only talk if you let them. <laughs> like, do you... Um... Do you take public transportation or you drive to each one of those mics? I drive. Um, so like uh, luckily yeah, my girlfriend is done early enough in the day. So like we try to do dinner together and then I run out and I do mics all night. Mm -hmm. Um, so like, yeah, we swap the car off and, and yeah, it's a crazy existence, but it's, it's comedy. Um, 
it's one of the reasons I can get any notoriety around here is because I do so much work. Like it pisses some people off and other people will like acknowledge like, no, this kid shows up at every mic. He writes new jokes all the time. Like that I put in the work, like my first month I did it. I did 20 mics. Dude, you should, you should come to Philly or like, I would, I absolutely or would. Like, or like, is this an invitation? Are you inviting me? Is I it? mean, <laughs> I don't think your girlfriend wants to leave her job to live in my living room. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not going to live there. I, I would come do mics with you, though, for like like a week or something. I would come out there. No, no, no. Uh, the goal is actually um, on on the comedy uh, train. We're looking to uh, move to Austin. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you know what? You told me that and I forgot. Yeah, no, no that's fine. Uh, remember, you also, remember you told I told you that you were going to forget. I told you. Remember, I told you I'd forget. Remember? Yeah, it's it's. That you should have that tattooed somewhere for sure, <laughs> for sure. Um, but yeah, dude. I mean, it, it'd be it'd be cool to chill for a week or something if you wanted. Yeah, to. no, I would definitely, I would definitely, because I want one of the one of the things I've said to like the guys that you know are in my you know troop, the guys that hang with me. You know, mm -hmm. I said to them, I'm not called a New England comic by the end of the year. I'm not doing enough. I don't want to be a Rhode Island comic. I don't even want to be a New England comic. I want to be a touring comic, but I understand mm -hmm. I'm so fresh in the game that nobody's going to, you know, give right. me any spots unless I hit gold. Right. Like I got to be like the clampets and hit oil in my backyard. Right. So mm -hmm. that's why I do like, that's why I'm pushing the social media stuff. That's why I'm, I started the podcasts because mm -hmm. I want to get my face out there more because where I am right now, the scene, as you can see, there's no roast battles. I mean, it's an example, right? The scene is so hard here to have, like, to have a night that has multiple mics you can make it to is almost impossible. There's only two right now. Uh, I think they just opened up another one, so there might be three. But, like, you're literally driving all over the state. It's not like in other places where, like, you park your car and you, like, walk to one club, walk to the other club, walk to the other club, Right. I like I hear comics talking about this and I'm just like, how nice, how nice it would be. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm texting hosts at other shows. I'm like, I'm on my way. I just got off stage. Like I'm on my way, you know? <laughs> so it's like, I'm trying to get in as much time as possible, which is the only reason that I have any notoriety. I've already hosted uh, multiple times. I have more on the books. I have my first show coming up at the beginning of next month. So like, I've done more in the little amount of time that I've been on the scene than guys have done with years. Yeah. Because, you're, and you're I'm not saying ahead. that to shame them. I'm no, saying not at all. It's, it's, say, it's, it's, it's a, it's a boy. It's a, a self, self pat, self pat. Well, so as much as, as much as we want to go like, Oh, I suck or I'm an idiot or whatever. And you want to bash yourself. Oh, this dumb thumb, this dumb, whatever, whatever. Dumb, I've actually idiot said to thing you have to people. Say. I don't, so I don't mind saying it to the internet. I've said to multiple people, I wish I sucked more when I first went up. My first mic, I, I got laughs. Like, I did all right. I came off and I had one of the better comics in our area tell me, this is your first time? Like, you should really stick with this. He goes, that IEP joke is gold. And I look at my girlfriend and I go, what fucking IEP joke? I had to go back through my recording. I had it on audio because thank God I knew enough to do that, right? And it was a, it was a setup because now I use cards, um, but I only use them as like, like a set list at this point. So mm -hmm. I'll flip through the, I'll look at the top of the card and I'll throw it in my hat. It's kind of a gag I do. Right. Um, but, uh, I started with a notebook because I was, you know, like everybody does when they do their first open mic ever. Right. And so I said, uh, I might look back and forth to the, uh, to the notebook from time to time, but, uh, my IEP says I can do that. 
you get that joke, you're also retarded. <laughs> <laughs> and like the whole back of the room lit. Like they were like, <laughs> and I, it was literally just a riff at that point. Now it's now it's one of my jokes, you know. Well, yeah. Now it's dude, something dude, I use. But dude, I have I um I'm also a sped kid. Yeah, yeah. I'm also a sped kid from 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 the uh the slow classes, if you will. And I can spot one of us from a mile away. Well, you get it, right? Like uh, so. It, for and what what I what a joke I make? I don't do it on stage. I've never done it on stage, but I make the joke in my in my just routine life. In your life, yeah, yeah. We yeah. have those. And <laughs> I always say that I have spedar, like how <laughs> have gaydar. When I when I when 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 somebody else. When somebody else displays acts or when they go over the sped limit, you mean? Yeah, whenever they're over the sped limit, yeah. <laughs> then uh, my sped art goes off. Comedy. Comedy. Comedy gold over here on the bubble. Oh man, that's no, that's great. No, and and that was the thing is like that that's like part of my story is like I had to do these like in high school specifically, um, I had to do, they called it resource class. And it was like one of the funniest parts of my life. Like it was a, such a joke that I was there because I have a written language problem is most of my issue. My dyscalculia went undiagnosed. I found out from a stupid TV show. I'll tell you about that later. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't even know what this calcula is. So if you're going to so, wait till later, I'll forget. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into it word in the first place. Yeah, if you're familiar with dyslexia, it's easy comparisons. But um, but yeah, so I I had known dyslexia on the books. Um, they said I had a written language problem. Uh, so in my uh, like life, all I need is a, a laptop to type it out. And I don't have the same mistakes I would have when I write. When I write, I see exactly as I intended, not as I actually wrote. So I won't see misspellings. I won't see duplications. I won't see the, the missing words. I will see exactly as I pictured the sentence. But if I type it, as soon as I screw up on the screen, I'm like, oh, you, dope. And I fix it. It's it's one of the joys of modern science. Like if that didn't exist, like, you know, we never invented computers. Like I would never have gotten fixed. So if, it's great. If, All I need is a laptop. If there was no, ba if there was no backspace button. <laughs> you like cool. I grew up with typewriters. So I remember what it was like. And yes, it was a much tougher <laughs> like time. A babbling me. fool. If there was no backspace button. Oh God, it sucked so bad when they had like the little like white strips, it, it got a little bit better for me, but it was still miserable. Um, yeah. but yeah, so, so you take that and it's like, oh, okay. You just give the kid a laptop. He's fine. Right. Well, because of like rules, regulations, laws, and all this shit, right. For me to get a laptop, I had to take this stupid class. Well, I also had to take a study class. So I had two studies, one with a teacher. <laughs> I'm like, I don't need you to teach me anything. So I just never did my homework. I literally did my homework always in school because I had two classes where I could, the resource class was half underground. So like by that, I mean, like when people walked by, like on the sidewalk, you saw like their knees and their feet. You know what I mean? Like it was half like the window opened and like it was yeah. like the sidewalk outside. So Lee, kids how would old of a cat are you, dude? What's that? How old of a cat are you? How old of a cat? Oh, 37. 37. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I knew we were close. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fairly, fairly 40. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're close, you and I. Yeah, yeah. Um, so a lot of this stuff you're saying is is related. Really so, yeah. So picture this. Picture mm -hmm. your teacher sitting there, right? And you know she's drinking her cold coffee from from the teacher's lounge, right? 
And all of a sudden, one of my buddies walks up and hands me a coffee from Dunkin' Donuts through the goddamn window. <laughs> so once again, should have known I was a comedian, right? She goes, what the hell are you doing? You can't do that. I go, oh, I'm sorry. Did you want one? I'll send them back. <laughs> so literally, I kept getting coffees delivered for me and the teacher from there. <laughs> so it's just like, who did that help other than her? <laughs> right, right, right. But like, that wasn't helping me. And so there was kids in there that had like much, much further problems. But I, I always befriended them. I was always, you know, I was always friends with them. And it really didn't have any benefit to me, except for when one of them made a kill list. I was the only one on the hockey team that wasn't on there. I was like that old Dane Cook joke where he's like, he's like, oh, yeah, I, I always give him candy. Thanks for the candy. Yeah, you knew exactly what I was talking about. It was like I lived that. I lived right. that. Right, right. That's it was awesome. crazy. But, yeah, no, the whole hockey team, you know, was on there. Everybody's like, O'Neal. I'm like, I had I had resource with them. <laughs> Pay, pays to be a sped kid. I guess. I'm like, hey, I'm dumb to just keep going. <laughs> keep going. But yeah, so I always fit in like multiple boxes. Like I never fit into one because like obviously I'm taking these classes, right? And these are people that I interact on a daily basis with, normally wouldn't interact with. And then I mentioned I was on the hockey team, right? And right. Even the hockey team had two different like class systems. So like I was in college prep still. There was like 10 of us, I think, tops that were in college prep. Everybody else was in like big business or remedial or whatever, you know. <laughs> and it's like, so I have a literal brain damage problem. <laughs> and I'm pulling this off, guys. <laughs> like, and then and then what do I do? My favorite pastime is smashing my head into other people on the ice, you know. Mm -hmm. so. Woo. Yeah, we have that in common too. Except for the, I mean, not hockey. I don't smash mm. my head no, into you, the, you smash take, my head into chairs and all shit. protective gear off. <laughs> no protective gear at all. Just yeah. straight. No, on. I have respect for what you do, man. That's crazy. That's crazy <laughs> shit. Thanks, man. What's your worst injury? Um, I don't. I just I bruised my ribs a I broke my ribs. I bruised my rib ribs a bunch of times, and that always hurts. It makes it hard to breathe and stuff. But, yeah, um, it does. Yeah, I um, I snowboarded. Uh, I was a bouncer in Vegas. I've done a lot of things that have injured me um, other than hockey, which also did. Um, right. But yeah, no, I broke my ribs snowboarding. I had one of those, uh, you know, those hard like plastic water bottles like the was that neoprene or whatever. Mm -hmm. I, I think I'm using the wor wrong word, but you know what I'm talking right. about. Like, a, like, a, like like this, like a neoprene. Yeah, like the hard no, 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 like the harder stuff, the hard plastic. That's why I, I, I knew okay. I used the wrong word. But yeah, anyways, it was the hard plastic, like Eddie Bauer water bottle, and I had it in my backpack. Well, my girlfriend goes before me. She goes over the first lip, does a jump. I see her go over the second one. Boom. All right, she's fine. So now I go right. I launch off the first one, do a grab or something. Nothing crazy, right? And I come down. I'm coming off the second one. When I come off the second one, I look down, and she's standing there talking to our buddy, like right where I'm about to land. I'm like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> like, like it was like snowboarding 101, like mistakes, right? And so, of course, I'm the good boyfriend, and I don't want to kill her. So, like, I pull back, you know, and I I ended up landing on my ribs. I rolled out of it smashed my head off her board it was really bad but yeah long story short i ended up smashing all the ribs on this side of my body i still do not like laying on that side and on the bed like that was what i was 
18, 19, 20, something like that. You know, I'm not those ages. You know? See, I've never gone snowboarding or skiing because I, I kind of feel like I want to use my risks uh, for uh, like uh, uh, audience reaction or something. Uh, yeah. Not yeah, just I say use them and then them be gone, you know? Yeah, I see. I get my audience reactions from comedy, so I can risk my life in other ways. Uh, okay. You directly get your audience reactions from putting a razor blade into your eyebrow. So, yeah, I can see why you yeah. pick and choose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Yep. You you ask like how much I knew about wrestling, like like I said, more than the average guy. Like yep. I, when I know something about something, I absorb a lot, you know, like even if it's something I don't like, um, I was really good at debating. I did mock trial and like, I literally won a case because I, I, I got a woman thrown out because her testimony was like about how her dogs felt. And I was like, she is, she is neither a veterinarian nor a psychic. So, <laughs> so her testimony is not an expert testimony and the judge threw it out. He was like, he's laughing the whole time. He's like, all right, Mr. O'Neill. <laughs> If she wants to show me somewhere on paper that she was a psychic before, sir, or she is a veterinarian, I will take the testimony of how her dogs felt in the moment of the situation. Otherwise, I would like her testimony to be thrown out and stricken, sir. And, like, once again, how was I not knowing I was going to be a comedian? Like, like, I was literally standing in front of a group of people telling jokes and wanting a laugh, and I got the judge to laugh. The judge. He was a real judge. Everybody else was faking it. We did. So that was the thing about mock trial is like you had like two teams go against each other, but they went up against each other in an actual courtroom. And like they would have a judge sit and like, you know, decide who won the case, like like a referee would. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's an actual court appointed judge. And he's up there. This is his job. And 17 year old me's got him pissing his pants <laughs> behind his robe. You know? <laughs> So I'm like, hey, you know, maybe I do this for money. You know, I don't want to. Anyway. Mock. Yeah. <laughs> Bird. Yeah. <laughs> Trial. I I am uh, well versed in many things. But yeah, I think that's I think that's a problem with a lot of people. They don't. I, one of the things I um I remember like learning about Leonardo and not DiCaprio uh, or the turtle. Uh, Man, that's early. who I was hoping you were talking about. Yeah, like, well, I, you know, there's other people listening, you know. And yeah, and I, I mean, well, I read the Da Vinci Code. I learned some Leonardo stuff. Oh, see, I, I, I never, I got, I got into it. I started reading the Da Vinci Code. I never finished it, and I purposely boycotted the movies because I started reading the book. So, I, oh. I only know what media has taught me about that. But about the actual guy, he did so many different things, and he was good at them you know and he was like it's like why is that not the model for people like why have we taken it like i make the joke all the time like your doctor he used to also build his own house raise his own crops kill his own livestock and be your doctor <laughs> like you know what i mean like he just he just wasn't a doctor like he had to do all this other shit, too. Right. If he yeah, just knew yeah, how yeah. now our doctors aren't even just doctors. They're like, oh, yeah. What are you a doctor? I'm a foot doctor, but not not just a 
basic podiatrist. I only work on pinky toes. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like yeah. so uber specific. Yeah. And so if you went to that like podiatrist, right. And you were like, Hey, build me a house. He'd be like, uh, how much do I got to pay you? Like he, he wouldn't even <laughs> contemplate that he could With put nail to wood. Right. Right. Yeah and, yeah. and at one point, like that was just the expected. So I think we've like, <laughs> we've, dumbed down our expectations of ourselves with access to more knowledge than we ever had it's it's quite quite as backwards but what the hell do i know i go by four letters i i i totally agree with you i don't understand what four letters are what you're B talking about lee i go by four letters B oh your name oh okay i <laughs> i i had no idea what you're doing there it's cool. That's cool. That's that that's happened more than once in my life. Understandable. It happens to me all the time. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not alone. I'm not alone in being confused. I confuse folks all the time. <laughs> um, I think that's how you find your your crowd, right? I um I remember a high school English class. I made a joke. Um, my buddy was sitting next to me, and I knew he also had a dead dad, or at least we both thought our dads were dead. They just at least weren't around. Um, so I made a dead dad joke to the whole class, and I we both sat at the back of the class, so it like literally to the whole class, right? And mm -hmm. there's this girl sitting at the front of the class. It starts dying. One person just cackling. And me and her are still best friends to this day. <laughs> so, like, it's just like find your audience, you know. Like, yeah, everybody else in that in that room do you, didn't do find you remember that joke what the joke was. I don't. We only we both have asked each other since then. We both remember that it was about like just an off the cuff dead dad joke. Like, I know me. Like, I, like, I just. <laughs> It was some dicky thing that uh, I knew was going to get a shock. You know what I mean? Like, let's, and that's, and that's what I want. Let's try to write a joke that you can tell people was the joke. Oh, oh. Well, there's a, there's a concept. All right. Let's see. High school. What's English a good dad, so, dad joke? I'd, see, this is the problem we've had. We couldn't remember what the question was to lead me into it. Mm. So like, it was like improv comedy. You know what I mean? It was well, like, I, I think I did this. I think I did this kind of thing too. Like they would be like, Oh, bring that home to your parents. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't have parents. <laughs> like so I remember like all that same shit. Like, like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. So that was the question. All right. So, okay. I got you. Right. Like, bring this home to your parents. Uh, like I, I would have came back with some shit. Bring this like, home to your mom and your dad. I'll be like, all right, well, if you tell me where he's buried, I'm happy to take it over to him. But I can guarantee you it's not going to be a, a clean piece of paper when you get it back. <laughs> the, I don't know how long he's been in the ground. I'm pretty sure it's been a long time. Uh, <laughs> but I like this. This is my sense of humor for a very long time. So like, oh, get your mom or dad to sign this paper. The best part, so like I actually do have stories about that. So I turned 18 the way my birthday fell. Uh, my senior year of high school, I turned 18. So I I would have teachers come up and be like, take this home to your parents. And I'd be like, well, first off, you're wrong. And uh, just stay right here, Bob. <laughs> I would just sign it, hand it back to him. Oh, man, that really changed the dynamic in a lot of classes. They were like, wow, what's your mother going to think? And I'm like, she already hates me. Here, go. <laughs> <laughs> Did you play any sports in high school? I did not. No, yeah. I was I was training to be a pro wrestler while I was in high school. So oh, was, wow. So like this I was like the goal the whole time. Yeah, man. Uh, like so when you were talking about like uh, dreams uh, circling back to when you were talking about dreams feeling like there's something that are never going to come. 
Mm-hmm. My dream was always to be who I am right now. So that's why I was and, saying it. It's not that and, wasn't a dream. That's that's right. that was your goal. Right? Yeah, that was your goal. A, a dream to me is something I heard I mean, once. That as far, like, as, far as as a as a person, as a man, yeah, as a dude. No, no, I I get. I just I appreciate verbiage so much, and like mm-hmm. so, like I understand what you're saying. It's common vernacular what you're saying. That's why I choose to say things differently because I don't like the common vernacular the way we use it. Because we go, oh, that's my dream. That's my dream, and that's telling somebody they can't yeah. do it. Yeah, and that's and I that's why I try to change like live laugh love bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, because you, your yeah. dream is bullshit. You're never gonna get it, right? You're right. gonna wake right. up right. before the blowjob's finished every time. <laughs> that's how dreams work, right? <laughs> like you, how many times have you tried to go back to sleep because you were banging Bam Anderson or something, right? You know? right. Or, yeah, or some other some unbearably awesome thing. Yeah, 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 sure. Unbelievably, or, you know, uh, David Duchovny, whatever thing. your choice. Yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever your thing, whatever the thing but, is you, you like the, the most, like, you're the doing that. You never get to the good part, that's and you don't. Yeah, and you I got mean, to the good part. I, you, you're, you're, you got, you got a fancy new belt buckle there. And yeah, freaking looking like the best old Texan ever. <laughs> fucking hey, that'll get you get you some dances out of hoedown for sure. It'll get you some dances, some boot scooting. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure if you wore that into like a 7-Eleven, they'd give you like a free refill or something. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> I mean, what, what does that even mean? We don't even <laughs> like somebody would have to know you, right? They'd be like, no, oh, that's no cool. Knows right? Nobody knows who I am. Well, like, see, like, um. I I appreciate what you do because I have never met anybody that wrestles just pure wrestling. I did, however, have some friends in Vegas that were luchadors and doras. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, like I like I hinted to, I was a bouncer for a brief time in Vegas, mm-hmm. and I bounced on Labanda night, and so like it was like <laughs> anybody that doesn't know what Labanda music is about. Uh, a lot of this music is uh, very cartelly. <laughs> it's just about doing coke and you know having sex and killing people. You know, it's rap music essentially. Um, but <laughs> so everybody gets all amped up. There's always fighting and stuff. So they had a family of luchadors and doras on the team, and uh, one of them was one of my best friends, and her name was Black Diamond, <laughs> and she was a badass Sounds she bad. looked yeah. she was such a sweetheart like goes to church all the time like so cool but like one night i watched a girl pull her ponytail out and then i watched that girl get flipped over her with her own ponytail it was the funniest thing. <laughs> i was like oh that's the wrong person you went after the wrong person <laughs> cool Oh, yeah. You ever do anything like that? Like anything outside of the ring? You know, uh, use your your uh, powers for good other, <laughs> other than movies. I, I, I have I, I have watched uh, some of your your shorter stuff. Uh, I, um, I actually realized going through your IMDb. I watched you without knowing I watched you. That's but, I, but like, I don't know if you can guess my type of nerd. So like. And do you remember all your work? <laughs> yeah, dude, I, didn't, I haven't done a whole lot. Like, I think w- what I what I've done a whole lot of is like background stuff and yeah, being an extra and stuff. It was something you were an extra on. Yeah, 
then you wouldn't have. I mean, it was you blink and you miss it. You exactly. Yeah, it was one of those things. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was uh, so, Gotham. I was a oh, I was a okay. pretty yeah. diehard Gotham fan. But yeah, I was <laughs> like, once I saw it, I was like, oh my god, where was he? Because like I could so see you being in Gotham. I'm like, right. oh, was he a henchman? What was he? And so I started doing my research. But um, no. And speaking about Gotham, you're short about. Uh, I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about that. Yeah, you know, I mean, we can, yeah, we could. Talk. I mean, it's been out. It's been out for like three or four years now. Yeah, I mean, I've watched it a couple of times. I rewatched yeah. it. No, um, I'm saying gonna... we we can talk about. It. We're not spoiling anything. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, no, um, no, I I remember I watched it. I think when we first met because mm -hmm. I remember liking the dynamic. Because uh, once I rewatched, I because I'll honestly say I just watched it uh, last night. Um, when I was rewatching it, it clicked again. I was like, oh yeah, I like this dynamic of like strung out Bruce. Mm -hmm. Like this, like, oh man, I thought I did it this time. Like, oh, I was like, oh man, this is great. This is the Bruce I always wanted. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah like uh, uh, my old writing partner before he passed, we would talk about like the whole reason Gotham is Gotham is because of Bruce. Like if Bruce wasn't such a dependent psychopath, <laughs> there wouldn't be so many dependent psychopaths. Yeah. <laughs> like, why don't you kill them, Bruce? If you just killed them, the problem would be gone. No, I can't kill my playthings. I love my playthings. <laughs> like, <laughs> I wouldn't have a job anymore if they were all dead. I mean, well, there's always a new problem, right? So that's not true. Like that, then we wouldn't need cops next year, right? Like it's like that's not how crime works. Like, no, right. we know there's going to yeah. be another problem. So, like, right. if he locked him up or he killed him, there would be no problem. But no, he puts him in this very easy to break out of mental <laughs> hospital. <laughs> that Apparently everybody has keys to or some shit. Like you go in there, you get life, and you're out next week. <laughs> the, the 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 they just their front gate opens from password, and everyone just, <laughs> everyone just knows the password. They, they they never change the password. All the keypads are one two three four. Yeah, like every criminal in Gotham found out like week two. <laughs> well, get out! Shit, like it's just a matter of like being left in the hallway for three seconds and like you're gone. That's it. Like one guy, one guy sneezes and he's like, "Shit, I lost him again." <laughs> oh man, that's well. It's funny because like Batman always had a sense of like uh obscurity right <laughs> like i don't know i'm assuming you're a diehard you know life longer and I'm, so i I'm used to watch diehard. i'm not a diehard no uh, oh you just stumbled into that role like... uh no i mean uh i love batman i love batman i'm not like super like I, i'm not like i know everything about batman oh okay all right i well, I, I i know a lot about batman i'm a did you used to watch batman. adam west like that, that I didn't show. watch a whole lot of it. It was on Nick at Night when I was a little kid, but I didn't watch a lot of it. So my stepfather tortured me with Nick at Night. So I watched a lot of Batman because that one I liked because it was a comedy to me. And that's another reason. Like, I also am a diehard zombie fan. Like, not, oh, Walking Dead. Like, no, no, no. Zombies. Like, everything. Like, I have, like, the oldest school, like, uh, was it White Zombie on DVD? Like, I have, like real real like old like niche shit right but the thing i love about zombie like a true good zombie movie and the same thing with like the campy adam west thing is like you know you're being ridiculous and that <laughs> is part of it it's like monty python it's like yes the ridiculousness is part of the joy of this right 
But if you didn't know you were doing that, then this is just terrible. <laughs> like, you know, so if you know you're doing it, it's great. If you don't know you're doing it, it's like, oh God, man. So rather, but rather that was than like, act rather than act like you're acting to walk up this thing, you're like, whoa, I'm uh, yeah. where did I <laughs> Well, the reason I bring up Adam West was because, like, one thing that always sticks out in my head was they did the movie, right? And there's this one scene that I never forgotten from childhood to now. And I've seen people talk about it since then. And I've been like, yes, exactly. There's a chopper scene where, like, him and Robin are climbing up this, like, yeah, uh, like rope ladder rope to ladder, the yeah. chopper. And this, like, very campy, like, shark it, comes out, right? And uh -huh. Batman's just like, good thing I packed the shark repellent today. And it's like, no. <laughs> No, <laughs> not a thing. Uh, I I knew this itch was gonna need scratching. It's like no, there's no way. Like you weren't in the water for like the first half of this scene, so like it's not even like you thought. Oh, we're gonna be in the water. Let me grab shark repellent and sunscreen. Like no, <laughs> like you ended up there. So it's like, why would you pat? It's just so so bad, so bad. But if you're doing it for the sake of being funny it's so good and so like that's why like certain co like comedy and like in horror is great to me because um i appreciate it for what it is but then i see other people be like oh this movie's garbage like look how bad that is like the cameras i mean like they're they're not trying to be a michael bay movie they're trying to they're, i watched one like once again i have a collection of like the worst ones ever right so like i watched one where like this guy is from like the cdc or something and he parachutes in to like the town and it's just like that it's not a thing <laughs> why would that happen and there's this whole stupid scene based on that and you're like but no right but like well if you're listening if if i would if i had known this and you had said to me earlier what kind of nerd do you think i am i would have then said you would have seen half-life horror from hell was a was a movie that i did where i played a scientist who went into a town that had zombie attacks there was a voodoo zombie going after people in this town Voodoo zombie movies are some of the best ones. I it's love so them. Campy. White yes. Zombie is one of my favorite. Now, like once again, very old one, very old one, right? Black and white. Before and you like you watch it now, and you don't even well, need a black well, that, and white TV. All that to what one say real quick. Shout yeah. out to Mark Mackner. He was the director of that, and uh, he's a he's a campy dude. I've had him on local guy. Show. Yeah, he's a uh, Philly filmmaker. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And and. Are you trying to like stay into the film thing? Like, are you, are you trying to do more of that? I, I, I mean, I want to. I'm open to. I just, I haven't been doing a whole lot of that. Well, I mean, you're. I, I, I don't know because I'm not in the business how consecutive work is, and you know, I'm sure a lot of it's like comedy where like you're not getting paid for some stuff and you're just happy to work. But I saw on your IMDb that you had stuff. 19 20 21 22 right yeah yeah yeah, yeah so I, I mean you're working you're just maybe not as much as you'd like well yeah i mean since since the, they're trying to covid test for everybody and they like they want you to covid test and they want to be full vaccinated and i i just i'm just gonna hold i'm just gonna i'm just gonna be whole on hold for going to major sets for a while because i i'm not i don't want to uh, I don't blame you because it's one of the few times in my life, like where I've actually like gone back on my own values for other people in my life. And I'm, and, and I regret it, you know, because 
we we all were a giant experiment and uh my girlfriend and i you know we want to have kids you know and you know like doing doing what you love is great but when somebody tells you you have to do this that and the third to do it now is it worth it right well, I, it's mostly because I don't want to like miss a whole day's work to go up to New York for testing. Like it's why it's do they like, make you go to New York? Like that's where those films are. That's where the, the that's oh. where Gotham was. That's where a lot of things like I'll I'll travel to New York for a day's work. And mm. uh, that was what I did pre pre COVID pre pandemic. That was what I like. That was how I was like paying my bills mostly because you would just hop on the train, go mm. over there kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, so that makes sense because that's another reason why like a lot of comedy left New York and Boston and those areas is because those used to be the meccas for comedy, right? New York, mm -hmm. Boston, and California. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then you have all this stuff happen with COVID, and those become the last places allowed to do comedy. And it's crazy. It's it, and that's one of the reasons I'm moving to Austin is because I want to be able to know that I have job security. I want to be able to know that like if something else happens, I can still go to work the next day. Right. And, you know, uh, Texas specifically, like they try to work with people and small businesses specifically. Right. Mm -hmm. And that was another big thing for me, because when I was in Vegas, I literally watched the death of small business. And I watched them prop up these casinos that could survive for years without ever opening again and still open back up and make a profit. But they let them open up, but not the same mom and pop restaurant down the street. And they went off the guise of, oh, well, gaming, gaming, gaming. But mm -hmm. if you live in Vegas, you know that every bar has video slots in it. Right. And they only let you sit at the bar if you're playing video slots. So, like, literally, you could have opened them up in the same way you did the casinos but not let the casinos up. And anybody that knows basic business practice would know that if the casinos weren't open and there was people that wanted to drink, gamble, and eat, they would go to the places that were open, mm. i.e. the local businesses, therefore ramping up their normal business that they would have more than they normally did. Those local businesses would thrive during the pandemic instead of die. And instead they said, no, you guys pay you know, for our campaign. So we're going to open up the casinos and we watched it happen. And I watched people like lose jobs and lose careers and all kinds of stuff. And I said, if I'm going to be a comedian, I want to be a play in a place where I could do comedy at least, you know, and Texas just kept popping up on my radar over and over and over again. And it was always on my list of places I wanted to live. And so mm -hmm. when it kept showing up and showing up and related to comedy and and so many you know webs kept touching i was like this has to be the goal like this has to be not the end goal in life but this has to be the next step like this has to be where i'm shooting for you know mm -hmm. because yeah it's not a dream it's a goal like i can make that happen i just have to do a b c you're, and d you're doing you're doing this hand motion and it, oh, it's like throwing a dart. Throwing it's like a dart. throwing a dart. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're like, I have to do this. This is my goal. And you're you're like acting like you're about to throw this dart. Huh? Oh, uh, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> anybody, anybody who's listening and not watching. It's is very, just, yeah. Just you're also missing the hand gestures that could be misconstrued. So you're really missing out. You should really yeah. tune in. <laughs> all, all, all the 
all the all the dart throwing hand motions I was just doing there and faking you out with the both hand of us both of us looked like they we could have been doing something else bringing joy to someone else's life for sure sure <laughs> sure, sure yeah um but yeah no you gotta have, I think you have to have targets you know you have to have goals you know yeah. something to shoot for you know the next step and and sometimes you have to move those targets you know and sometimes stuff gets in the way and you got to readjust you know and that's why I was you know kind of using the you know, the, the dart, you know, thing is because, you know, you think you got it lined up and you throw that first dart and you're like, ah, shit, I'm going to order it up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you got to line yeah. up your shot. So mm -hmm. sometimes things happen. You know, I had a bunch of things happen that kept me in Rhode Island longer and, you know, I'm kind of happy it did. I'm, I shouldn't say kind. I really am. You know, I met my, my girlfriend and uh, my girlfriend is actually something we both went to high school with. She graduated the year before me. You know, I, I grew up staring at her butt getting on the bus. Was she the, was she the girl that laughed at the at the dead dad joke? No, she was not. No, no, <laughs> no. That's she's literally just a really great friend. She uh, she has uh, two kids and one on the way, and the two that she has already already call me uncle. So yeah, I, had to, awesome. I got another kid. I gotta you know deal with. One one of them harasses me all the time on TikTok, and I'm like, your child is making me look like a neglective uncle, and people don't even know we're not blood related. This is not okay. <laughs> <laughs> like uncle Brigitte, i bet you and i'm like oh god like this this does not look good but i need the comments so i'm leaving it up <laughs> <laughs> interactions please yes. validate me like i exist i'm good i am a whore i am a whore <laughs> i i will open an only fans if you like subscribe and share enough <laughs> i will whore myself out even more dude i i i <laughs> Um, I joined this app. I forget what it's called, but it's like ask me anonymous questions, and I've been putting them in my story all the time. Notice that, yeah, I've been seeing, it. I've been following it, yeah, yeah. And and um, and somebody asked me about like uh, my if I had an OnlyFans, and I and I said on there that I had an OnlyFans, and that was I I I, I had it open for only like nine days, and no one subscribed to it. So I, I saw the yeah, I saw it. I I was like that's. It's too real to be a whole joke. That's a half joke, right there. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the shoot of it. That was what yeah. really happened. <laughs> so you use that term often, the shoot of it. That's a wrestling term, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you want to explain that one for me because I know like a lot of them, but I don't know that one. Something there's if it's something's a work, like if something's like fake and planned out or whatever, mm -hmm. it's a work. If something is legit and real, it's it's shoot. Like, so shoot fighting and work fighting. So if you're doing a, a promo and you're in character, gotcha. you're doing a work promo. But if you're saying stuff like to the real person, here's the deal. And you're, you're saying everything truthful. That's a shoot. Is that related to like wrestling? Uh, yeah. uh, Greco Roman, I should say. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. the, it's the it's, shoot. It's, like when you're yeah, jumping. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Back in, back in the day, uh, wrestlers used to be called shooters and hookers. <laughs> <laughs> like greco-roman and yep, uh yep. you know the, the american grapplers yeah yeah i like to i i am a full proponent of uh of hooking in all the senses uh mm -hmm. because there's two things that have always existed in my eyes and that's comedy and prostitution um, i was gonna say I, dude uh, the movie hook is the best it's one of my, one <laughs> yes, of my all favorite of movies hook. of all all Rufy, time for no, real. Rufy, no. <laughs> oh, is it one of, one of the best movies there is? Absolutely, and and you know, uh, you know, uh, Robin Williams, one of the the funniest people to ever live. Even if he, even if he wasn't, you know, the purest of stand up comics, he still was one of the funniest people to ever exist. You know, 
Yeah, man. I'm, I mean, I, I'm a huge Robin Williams fan. Well, he gets a lot of shit post, you know, post mortem because they, you know, a lot of his jokes, they, you know, uh, with the internet, it's a lot easier to prove. Oh, you probably did take that one, right? You know, and so like, I like to subscribe to the theory that comedic people have a similar way of looking at things. And like, I heard somebody like the other day, I think it was Nick Swartz, and say, "Oh yeah, you know, uh, they thought so and so, you know, took my joke about you know fajitas," and he's like. I- I'm pretty sure he's had fucking fajitas before. Like, you know, right, right. like, pretty, I, I don't think he woke up and was like, oh, I'm stealing this joke. You know, like right. he probably had a fucking fajita and had a funny thought about a fucking fajita. Right. right, and, right, right. and so I like to subscribe to like, that is more the common. Um, So like, I hope that that was more of the case more often than not with Robin Williams. But I can say for for a fact, um, I saw Carlos Mencia live. Um, I've always been a huge fan of comedy, as we talked about. Right. And so I would always go see live shows. And I am the guy that is cackling. I am perfect for a fucking uh, like an hour special. Like, just put me in your crowd because I cackle. And like, I do this at open mics. Like, if something's funny, I'm like, ah, I'm bad. Like, I laugh. Right. I was crickets through Mencia's whole set. And like my girlfriend's looking at me and she's like, I'm sorry, I bought you these tickets. And I'm like, but the worst part was, here's the worst part. Did you ever watch the show? Did you watch the show? Because I was a fan of his show when I watched it. I barely watched it. Okay. I feel feel like I always felt like the guy was trying too hard. So, yes, post everything I realized. Even before everything, I always felt like he was always trying too hard. Well, you'll realize, like, you'll, you'll like this that I realized. So he had all the guys from his show open for him. So he had this guy that's on his show that always speaks in Spanish and like acts like he can't speak English. Went up and did a whole fucking set and killed in English. Killed. I understand every word. I was dying. Right. So on his show, he looks like he's illiterate. Right. He's like, oh, you know, he's like the the guy that never learned English. Right. But when he goes up, he kills, does a great set. He has a midget on his show. Midget goes up. Kills amazing set right we're dying grabbing your ribs dying right like real good right the headliner goes up and it's crickets have you ever heard of such a thing (laughs) like so then you fast forward like however many years and i hear like this whole rogan controversy with him and i'm like the guy from fear factor i'm like what the hell and so like now i'm trying to piece together all these things and once i do i'm like oh yeah it makes perfect sense because I have never had a comedian like I saw Dane Cook <laughs> at um, Comedy Fest in Newport, like here when I was younger. And I remember missing jokes because I was laughing so fucking hard. Like me and my friends are looking at each other. We're like red in the face. We're dying. Like we can't catch every joke because we can't stop laughing. And we're like hitting each other like, shut up, shut up. I'm trying to listen, you know. <laughs> and so like I remember like that's comedy. Like that's like and and. When I saw Mencia, we walked out and like we're both like shaking our head. Like, I don't is it me? Is it you? Like, well, I don't understand. Like, what did I miss something? Like, but then when I heard all that, I was like, Oh, that makes sense because there's no passion in what you're saying. It has nothing, no connection to you. And that's what makes a good comedian funny, is like you lived it. And so you right. learned what was funny about it. You took a pain that you lived through and said, Oh, let me twist this, and oh, that'll be funny. That takes something like and makes it. So much more special. Like I was talking, you are a prior fan. Yeah. 
Okay, so I, on my podcast yesterday, I was talking about how one of my favorite jokes of his is when he talks about other people joking about when he set himself on on fire, free basin, right? Huh, right? Do you know the joke I'm talking about? I do, yeah. And he's got the match, and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. here's Richard Pryor running down the street. He's like, I hate you motherfuckers. <laughs> and I was like, the best part of that for me now, it was always funny to me. But because it was one of the funniest jokes to me and it stuck with me now as a comedic, you know, mind, I have thought about that even more. It's not that he heard other people telling the joke. I think more so he lit up a fucking cigarette and made the joke about himself. I think one day he was sitting in a fucking corner, all sad and shit, fucking lit up a smoke because back then it was fucking matches, right? You light up a smoke. And he looks over at that at that uh, match burden at the end of his cigarette, and he's like, "Oh fuck, this is gonna kill." <laughs> like that's how I see it now, because like I don't think he heard some other guy like on the street making the right. joke, and he was like, yeah. "Oh, I gotta use this in my act." This is prior. He's a genius. Right. right so right. I'm like, "Oh no, he either lit up a cigarette, or so somebody else lighting up a cigarette and thought that." thought and was like oh let me twist it like this so it's not me and now this is oh it's an observation it's not me doing yeah there it's was a so chance. much more beautiful that way right or somebody close to him might have been like people are probably saying this or probably saying that and he just flipped it on it if that yeah and it could have yeah. been that it could have been that yeah. yeah but in my mind now and because he's dead i can say this for the rest of my life in my mind, he lit up that cigarette because, like, it's just it makes so much sense to me that way. Like, and no I've, one I've, can no one can tell you you're wrong because exactly. that's in it. your mind until we invent a time machine, and then I'm fine. <laughs> and then, and then someone could maybe someone could be Richard Pryor tells you you're wrong about that. Yeah, yeah, I would like it to be Richard Pryor because <laughs> ideally, he told me he was the wrong. one who could give you that deep of an insight on. <laughs> I want him to hurt me in ways that i love <laughs> like, he would he would eviscerate me in ways that i would feel special after <laughs> dude imagine if prior imagine if uh mitch hedberg imagine any of these guys had podcasts you know what i mean so many of these guys yeah some of them i i don't I, like everybody has a podcast right and and yet me myself included obviously i have two and i just started um so i i get it right it's something especially in our walk of life in the comedic role right mm -hmm. is something because you have too many fucking personalities <laughs> i'm a one-trick pony people I, fucking, that's why i need an only fans that way you know the the pony can use his pony cock anyways any moving on uh <laughs> the uh the whole point of what i was saying is like you know everybody's got a podcast now i think some people are remarkably better than others i think some podcasts actually have a net benefit and others are just people just shooting the shit with their friends which is fine that's fine if that's what you want to listen to you're a fan of somebody and you want to get more content i would much rather you listen to a couple of comedians shoot, shoot the shit talking about mcdonald's than go watch the kardashians fucking produced fucking half an hour every week you know what i mean mm -hmm. so if that's what you want to consume that's fine and i think it has a place in the world but I think some people would be remarkably better than others. Like if Robin Williams had a podcast where he was literally just given a microphone and let go, I would tune into that right. however often it was on. Right. <laughs> I don't care what jokes he wrote. What that man is insane in the best of ways, and I would tune in for every second of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you said Mitch Hedberg, but for me, it would be more like, uh, oh, Jesus, why is his name? Fucking dyslexia. Um, 
that's a that, Bobcat Goldthwait. No, 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 no. <laughs> that sounded like the voice you were doing. No, no, no. It was uh, uh, uh took a gun out at the comedy store, put a bullet hole in the wall. Jesus Christ, Hicks. I know his whole life. Bill Hicks. No, 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 no. It's um short, fat, long hair, screams all the time. Oh, um, yeah, I just had it on the tip of my tongue. That's exactly where I'm at. <laughs> It's uh Kennison, Sam Kennison. Thank you. I uh, Kennedy kept coming to my mind. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> Kennison. Yes, Sam Kennison. Yes, right. Sam Kennison. Uh, Jesus, now, now we've been trying to think of his name. What the hell I'm just gonna repeat it a hundred times. Yeah. Kennison, Kennison, Kennison. <laughs> uh, Kennison would have been a great podcast. Can you imagine uh, listening to Kennison? I think it would be like Stern was at the best of his times, mm -hmm. like not Stern now. I grew up on Stern and I loved Stern. And now like Stern's like, oh, uh, we got to save the ice caps. I'm like, who the fuck are you? You used to throw baloney at hookers. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, there's just some people that should shut up about like things. Like, like, yeah, so you're good at what you do. Throw baloney at hookers. But like, I don't, like, don't talk to me about like fucking global warming or fucking well, equal rights. I mean, like, there there face, comes man. a time, you know, there comes a time with every person who gets a little famous that, they they feel like their platform has become some head up their own ass version of who they actually are and they'll buy into their own hype and pr and bs Let, let's make sure to never delete this podcast so that we never become those pieces of shit that we're insinuating that we're trying you to know become. what <laughs> you know, if it includes selling out well yeah and that's what i mean like let's keep each other humble because yeah no i don't i want Obviously, if somebody was like, do you want national notoriety? I would be a fucking idiot to say no. Like, I'd be lying. Yeah. But like, do I want to change who I am at the core? No. Like, and do I want to change as a person? Yes. Like, I've always changed as a person. I am not the same person I, as at, I, I was at any decade, right? With each new decade is a new person. And I... I find more pride in that than shame. I, I when people are like, "Well, you said this in, in 1992," like, no shit, I was, it was 1992. Me, like, <laughs> like, like, like we were talking about Batman. Like, think about how many iterations of Batman there've been. Like, so that's a whole other Batman, man. We've had we've had, we've had enough Spider Mans to then have a <laughs> Spider Verse movie. Yes. Different Spider Verse. That was a whole other like that was a different me. Like, you know what I mean? If, if Twitter existed in like 2001 or 2002. I, I would have been canceled okay. a long time ago. I'm pretty sure Tom is still gonna rap me out from some shit from MySpace. I I I I'm fully <laughs> encompassed in the fact that somebody is gonna try to I gotcha at some point. Oh, you know what? If they could find if if my MySpace still existed, I've probably said some stuff on there that was gross, but that that shit died off. But well, here's my whole thing: is like, did you like? Can you catch me doing anything now? Cause you can't, cause I know that's not me. Like if I, if I did or said anything that like, I should be like ashamed for, I'm already am <laughs> like, you're not going to be harder on me than I am by breakfast. Okay. <laughs> like, so like, go ahead, give me your worst because that's fucking lunch dinner. Okay. I'll eat it up. Like, I really don't care what you think about me because I hate myself more than you could ever. Fathom. <laughs> Dude, you know, I, I I quote my I quote my friend Aaron Ganey a lot. Um, my my late friend, the late and great great Aaron Ganey, he uh he would say he would say if somebody he would say if somebody was being like 
overly a dickish or like kind of an asshole in some way, he'd be like, they just aren't over in real life. So people don't like them in real life and they're taking it out on you here. Yeah. Uh, and that, that uh, being over in real life is a very important thing. And I think that that might be what happens to some people. Like they, 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 just, they, they make some compromise with who they are or uh, some like, let me try to change some shit and make me somebody I'm not. And then I think and we then watched they, that happen with Will Smith at the uh, award <laughs> show, right? <laughs> he, dude, I think you know it, it was a moment. People have moments. It's forgivable. Ah, uh, I think it's forgivable, but I don't. I don't think in the way that it has been. I, I think you need to acknowledge um, your missteps in life, and I don't think that's at all what's happened here. And I think a lot of it's been. Uh, for someone that's come so far in life, it should be easier to admit when you overstepped. It It's harder for someone that has nothing to admit when they're wrong because, like, their person is everything, right? But for him to be like, look, man, we had had some drinks. My wife gave me a dirty look. I... I you know, I thought I had to defend her. I know I screwed up. It was a bad move. If my son did it, I would be pissed at him. I fucked up, guys. This is not this is not the way to go. I never heard that come out. I never heard a sincere a sincere apology. I saw a lot of like, you know, dancing around like, oh, all right, well, we're going to talk about it on this show. And it's like, oh, on your show like that you're promoting like. I mean, it's just, it just didn't seem sincere. And, and it's not that I don't want him to be insincere. It's not that I don't want him to be sincere. It's that I can see the insincerity. And it it, it hurt because I'm a fan. I'm a huge Will Smith fan. Huge Will Smith fan. And what thankfully, the- Cosby came out before him. So I've had my values, you know, evaluated before this. So, like, I'm a fan of his work, not of it, him as a person. I think that's how I have to talk is, about Cosby now. All you know Cosby's about Will Larry. Smith, really? Is Say again, what, I'm sorry. All you really know about Will Smith is the parts that he's played. You don't know much about the real guy. Exactly. And, exactly. And he never once promised anybody he was perfect. No, you're right. And, you're absolutely right. And, and it's definitely well, forgivable because, like, when you're that famous for that long, you start to lose touch with who you really are and where you really came from. I want to correct myself. I said you were right. And I think you're right in premise, but not with him. So typically, correct. Nobody promises anybody I'm going to be this guy, right? But Will Smith does kind of put that out. He That is his brand. He does have a whole thing where he's like, hey, this is my health and fitness, and this is how you should live your life, and and I'm super spiritual, and this is you know how you should be. So he does have that going. So Will Smith specifically has a different story. But I think you're right in general. In in comedy, in acting, in music, too many people expect people to be perfect, and that's never what they ex- aspired to be. They just aspired. Yeah, I, mean, I think to be I think something. it's foolish to believe that anyone is without flaw. Absolutely, you know? I agree. I agree. And, what and I'm that, saying is that's what he put out, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and I think for us to believe anybody who claims that they're perfect, uh false gods is really <laughs> what's that I said false gods yeah they're just they're just being an idol they're trying to be yeah. an idol that they can't be 
Um, well, I mean, we literally promise. have a show called American Idol, so kind right. of you can't promise <laughs> perfection. Well, I'm, <laughs> you know, so it's you know we yeah, got we, gotta, we live right. How you know? we? I think there's like a whole worshiping people thing that I don't fully subscribe to. I think uh, I think you know it's cool to have people that you look up to, but don't expect them to be the exact person that you'd want them to be because of who you saw them play in a movie or who you've heard them portray themselves to be on stage or on a comedy podcast. Uh, it's you know not everybody not everybody can afford to you know be so. I I don't think people can't really take their heads and go, look at all the mistakes I've made in my life. They just mm. figure if they continue to point the finger at people who they're trying to already worship, they've built you up and now they're going to drag you down. And it's yeah. like, that's sort of like, uh, <laughs> what's that? Zo World War Z? The wall, oh, yeah, yeah. The Where they're coming up the wall. Up the wall. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. I got you. See, zombie fan. That's a callback, folks. Callback. Have That's you been me. watching The Last of Us? I have not. No, I haven't gotten into it yet. I am a fan Ooh, of doing. It's only the second episode at this point. Well, no, no, no. I've seen people commenting. So, like, mm -hmm. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. So, I'm very good at dodging the comments on stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I. <laughs> the only thing that was ever ruined for me was Marvel, and that's a whole nother story. We'll talk about that on another podcast. <laughs> I I still might kill this guy for ruining the movie. <laughs> but anyways. Um, but yeah, so I'm pretty good at dodging stuff. Um, I was always poor, so I would always catch uh, Walking Dead the next year. You know what right. I mean? So I'm pretty good at dodging the comments. So every time I see Last of Us, I kind of dodge it. But yeah, no, I, it, it's funny because I say Star Wars. Um, was it Pedro Piscoal? is like literally taking over every genre he's got star wars <laughs> he's got last of us he was on uh was it um i want to say lord of the rings not lord of the rings um jesus christ hbo well, they did, uh they just did another lord of the rings no no no. but it wasn't lord of the rings it was hbo what was the hbo show with the the dragons um uh game of thrones game of thrones yeah he was on game of thrones too Throne of gones Throne of gones <laughs> No, that's not how my particular dyslexia works, unfortunately. Mine um, kind of does. I, yeah. Hey, good. For, hey, not good for you. Like I see, I see words that aren't there. Like oh, sometimes okay. they like if it's like if it has the same like first initials, I'll think it's one thing and it isn't. Oh, okay. All like right. um, around me, uh, there's an exit for for Sesame Place. It says mm -hmm. Sesame Place on this thing. Uh, on the signs, so he goes, Oh, take the next exit for Sesame Place. But driving down the shore, there's an exit for Summer's Point, and I always go, Oh, Sesame Place! Like, but it's Summer's Point, it's but it's Summer's Point, and I'll see Sesame Place just just for a just for a second. Brains. So, for you at home that don't have dyslexia, I like to describe to non dyslexics, uh, there's not one form of cancer. There's not one form of dyslexia and dysgraphia and calcula are those in in specific forms. So you asked earlier, like about dyscalculia, um, it's uh, it's like dyslexia, but with numbers. So for me, I experienced it a lot in algebra two. 
uh, I would start inverting um, multiplication and division in long theorems because they wouldn't let us write out the theorem in front of us. And so I would invert it and the teacher would penalize me for it because I would still do the math right at the end. Like if you followed the math, like I didn't screw up my math, but I didn't do the theorem properly. So, you know, I would never get the answer right. But had you let me write it out like they did in my advanced mathematics class in college, which I was one of like 10 people that passed out of like 40, um, then I did fine because I could see in front of me, oh, OK, I got to follow this step. I got to follow that step. I got to follow that. Step. But when you're leaving it to our crazy brains that for me, I tried to end before I was born. That's a joke about a bilk of courts, people. Um, <laughs> I have brain damage from very early on. I know how to deal with it, but if you don't let me deal with it properly, then obviously I'm going to succumb. Um, and that's what happened with me with, with algebra two, I failed it twice in high school and then I got to college and I passed an advanced mathematics class that I was told I was going to fail. What, what if that whole, that whole story right there, if you say I was going to, going to succumb and then you put the thing around you and you say, quick, I'm, I'm going to succumb and I might be, I might die. I might, I I might come. I might just come. <laughs> um, I have made jokes on stage. Uh, I'm sure you've run into this where like, uh, you're used to now having like um, wireless mics. Most people do, but you go to the, like some of these bars and stuff and you still have an old school 30 foot, 40 foot wired mic. Right. And so like, there's been multiple times I'm like, yeah, and I just might hang myself with this. You know, I'm short enough. There's enough, you know, we can do this. We can figure it out. People, the, the, the math is good. <laughs> like, and if anybody knows, that's definitely a sturdy piece. It'll hold me. <laughs> You, you, want, you want to just kill time for just a sec while I while I go pee? You can just uh, I can me. absolutely do that. So uh, you want to propose a question or something? You want to do it like uh, what was it? Uh, coffee talk? You want to do so, it like coffee so talk? Think about <laughs> think about things that you're curious about me and about my show and about that kind of stuff, so that you can ask me any of those questions on the record when I return from the. Well, I also do want to save things, you know, very, very honestly and uh, and very uh, selfishly. I want to save stuff for my show, too. Bro, I'm but telling you. I will, I'm telling you. I will explain to the folks um, that, that go ahead. Go pick. I'll, uh, I'll I'll riff for a little bit. Oh, dang. Uh, wrong camera. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, I do this, too, folks. So I know exactly what just happened. Um, so yeah, I'm B. Lee, if you're just tuning in and if you are, that's kind of weird. Why would you tune into the middle of a show? Um, but if you were already watching, there was a kind of uh, creepy ghosty figure in the back that I waved to. That was my girlfriend. Uh, she's, uh, she's in the other room because she is romantic and said, I don't want to screw up your podcasting. So she was going by and didn't realize that we were catching her on camera, but I love her to death. She's the whole reason I am allowed to do this comedy thing. Um, otherwise I'd be grounded. That's a joke about my other podcast. I have two podcasts. Uh, I have, uh, B Lee's grounded. And then I have, uh, B Lee's life on the rocks. Uh, tune in. They are not released yet, but you can find me everywhere else at B Lee. Be funny. As it says there in the corner, uh, some people agree. I don't care if you don't, don't follow. Well, follow anyways. I don't care. I need the numbers. Um, but, uh, as far as Corey goes, uh, Corey uh, and I met on high ho. Uh, so we're both high hos, uh, in many, many senses of the word. And, uh, Corey, uh, Corey 
and I met in a comedian uh, group, uh, and this was before I ever did a mic. Uh, and so it was very encouraging back then, you know, on that website, you know, there was a, a couple of other people from across the country that were, you know, um, lesser known comedians, we'll say, you know, like not headliners or anything. So um, there were some people on there that, you know, could talk to you about their start, and you know, how they got into it. And that's kind of a big goal of my podcast. Um, my podcasts, I should say, um, I do have comedians on and I'm going to have comedians on uh, quite frequently because that's kind of my bread and butter. But uh, we do have people from all walks of life and we're going to continue doing that. But the reason I brought that up is because when we uh, we do talk, we talk about, you know, how we got started, you know, things in the gig. I don't know how long Corey's been listening, um, but, you know, we do talk you about what the name uh, of your podcast was. Uh, so I have two, um, the morning show vibe one, that one's grounded, uh, Beely's grounded. And then I have, uh, Beely's life on the rocks, which is more of what we're doing now. <laughs> um, but and, and I, you're and you're nervous about, about, uh, give, giving away stuff now for a show you want to do later. Well, not yeah, yeah. I don't want to. I, I, because I do want to interview uh, you on but, on my show, which we yeah, are going to do. You can still do that. The exact yeah, same yeah. stuff. And I, yeah, and yeah. I'm, I'm already remembering to remind you that I'm gonna probably forget. maybe forget about it. Yeah, it's literally one of my notes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. Uh, I the what I was just saying is. One of the things we do and we have done already on my show is we talk about starting in comedy, some of the things that we think are good about comedy, bad about comedy, local scenes, other scenes, stuff like that. Um, one of the things I hate about my local scene, and I think this is probably a thing in most people's scenes, um, the guys that have been doing it before you want you to do it for as long as they have been doing it. But there's an inherent problem with that math. <laughs> you will never catch up to them. So you will never be good enough for them. You know what I mean? And by that, I mean, guys will say, oh, well, you haven't been doing it two years. Oh, well, you haven't been doing it three. Well, you have to do it this long. I've literally had guys take time out of their act to talk about me and say, oh, well, he's not going to make it six weeks. Well, you were wrong. And I wish I had money in that pool. I plead up. <laughs> so something something my old tag partner matt bomboy uh would say a lot mm -hmm. to me and i and and it it as soon as as soon as he said it the first time i was like bang bingo that's it a lot of guys in the business who've been in it for a really long time about wrestling so apply yeah. this to comedy too a yeah, lot of yeah. guys who've been sure in wrestling crosses many walks of life oh yeah yeah it, it cross the 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 roads are are, are exactly crossing stream the whole time but um, guys, a lot of guys in comedy or and in, in wrestling is mostly just think the amount of time they did it. It's it's like it's like prison. And he would, <laughs> yeah. he, he would say, "Dude, this ain't prison. Like yeah. the amount of time you've been doing it doesn't make you get any more respect from me." Exactly. Like, and this is a conversation I had with someone. Um, I would more respect you using that same sentence but saying did so many mics right you haven't done 20 mics right that right, right. i have more respect for than saying you haven't done two years right because i hate hear guys go oh well i did a mic a month well guy my first month i did 20 mics so if you did a mic a month that means your first year you did 12 mics <laughs> i did 20 my first month so what are we talking about here like how are you going to say that i don't have 
the same amount of time in when I know I have more. Because if you count it by the minutes, I'm blowing you out. And by the minutes, people in the comedy world know you only get five, you get seven, you get eight, you get 10, you get 20, you get 30. You get, well, you get three, you get four. how successful you're doing, you know? Mm -hmm. And the more minutes you do, the better you're going to get. And that's what B. Lee says. <laughs> that's what Pete Holmes says. It was like an after school special. That's why I was like, you know. I was getting those vibes from myself, oh. you know, like ABC after school <laughs> like, special vibes. Like you got to put the time in. You got to put down the pipe and put the time. in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 No. yeah. That, that say no to drugs contract kind of went out the window. Huh? Well, um, it made me think of the thing that uh, Jr. says all the time. Uh, Jim Ross, do you know who that is? The, the famous, the famous uh, commentator. He used to commentator or comedian. He was a commentator and, and like on WWE, like Monday Night Raw. The guy from Oklahoma wears a big cowboy hat. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, you caught me up. Yep, yep. See, he used to use a couple more descriptive terms. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 he at one point was like the head of talent relations for WWF, and uh, he would say how important it would be for people to maximize their minutes. And. Uh, we got to we got to start applying that to everything that we're using our minutes for. Yeah, I um I have a guy that works with me. I um he normally does my production, you know, and like switches the cameras kind of stuff. And he uh, he's just getting started like six to ten mics in like he's fresh and uh, he almost quit like on his fourth mic. But I chased him down in the parking lot and I was like, nah, man, you got to stick with it. You know, you got to you got to keep going. And I don't see enough of that in the business. And and what I compared it to for him, because like he obviously doesn't know, you know, comedy as a grand scheme, right? I, I compared it to sports. I go, dude, when I played hockey, it was all about ice time. I go, ice time was key. It's not like any other sport. You can't just show up at a basketball hoop and, and start shooting hockey you have to have the ice right and so ice wasn't cheap we couldn't afford to just buy ice so like when somebody said hey we have free ice time for you we would cut class <laughs> like, you know what i mean like we would go somewhere or like we i remember the whole hockey team got in trouble once because we were all trying to go to public hockey one day and public hockey was like during the day right and so like we all signed ourselves out of school people's moms were calling up or like oh yeah i'm gonna sign out my two kids and all of a sudden they started putting two to two together they're like this is the whole hockey team the whole hockey team is signed to themselves out of school right <laughs> and so all of a sudden like people were getting calls back but I was like one of the older kids. So I was already gone. Like I had already, you know, signed myself out and left. And my mom knew like if I was leaving school, like I was the <laughs> I wasn't the perfect kid. But like you couldn't have done really worse. Like I cut school to go play hockey and go to work. <laughs> like, i'm what really disappointed in myself later. <laughs> like I was wish I was doing drugs and, you know, having more premarital sex. But no. <laughs> I was going to work on a golf course or going to play hockey. It was, it was not, it was not as illustrious as some bad boy. Look out, watch out. Yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, for him, he's a bad it boy. help with my bad boy stuff though. Cause I got away with a lot of stuff without like people ever thinking that I would like when I, when somebody would see me smoke a cigarette for this time, first time I would, it was like the emoji, like where the head blows up, like every time they were like, Oh, 
and then like it was even better like when they saw me smoke pot they were like oh you and i'm like yeah yep it's okay we're gonna be fine (laughs) everything's gonna be fine well and it was like you were saying about actors like i would kind of have like the same or like you were saying about people in uh in in celebrity i should say uh where they were they never promised to be anything right i kind of had the same approach i was like well, when did I say I was innocent? Or like people would be like, oh, you're a dick. And I'm like, well, when did I say I was a nice guy? Like, I don't understand. Like, you know, I never said that like I was these things that you imagined. And I also find myself in life having to correct myself, you know, in in relationships is the easy one to think about. But like putting someone on a pedestal when they never asked for that, they never said, oh, I'm this, that, and the third. And if they did, that's on them. But, like, I know in my life, I've, I've had to correct myself and go, hey, this person never, you know, claimed to be this thing. This was something you, you know, imagined in your head, something you wanted. You can't penalize someone for not being your imagination, you know? <laughs> right. It's uh... So many people do, but you shouldn't. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I think it's I, – I, I think this thought all the time. I don't know if I really ever say it out loud, but – I think I heard uh, Dax Shepard say it on one of his podcasts about it being a, a famous saying in, in AA was um, expectations are resentments yet to come. I hate so, that. So putting That's... putting expectations on somebody to be something they aren't. I'm sorry, but like there there needs to be a little bit uh, of harshness to life because that's life right and so like when you tell somebody that like something like that sounds like no hopey to me you know what i mean and it's just like yeah stuff's gonna be tough but like it can get better like you know what i mean like when i tell people i'm walking talking and breathing there's a joke in that but there's so much reality in in it so like if you break it down to the heart of it right i'm walking talking and breathing and i say it was people a lot of times we'll come back well, well that's pretty positive and i go well it just means i'm doing better than three people because <laughs> i there's somebody that's not walking somebody that can't talk and somebody that can't breathe today on their own right there's mm-hmm. three people but we know right. if we extrapolate it's a lot more than three people right mm-hmm. but if you ask me where the heart of that came from it was when i used to bartend i had friday and saturday nights i had the back bar but because of that i had to work a day shift so thursdays during the day I would turn on sports center while I cleaned the bar because there was no one there. I worked at a pool hall and these old men would come in and want coffee. So I'm like, I have nothing to do. Right. I cleaned the bar in an hour and now I got like six <laughs> with nothing to do. Right. So I turn on sports center because I worked two other jobs. So guys would ask me at the bar on Fridays and Saturdays, Oh, did you catch this? Did you catch that? And I would never have an answer. So I would watch sports sensor on Thursday. I would literally just turn into a click, uh, like clickbait man. They'd be like, Oh, did you catch this? I'm like, Oh yeah. Did you see that shot he made? Yeah. He bounced right off the backboard. You know, <laughs> like I saw that. Or I'd be like the guy. Oh, I saw the highlights. Right. Catch the highlights. <laughs> yeah. And so one day they had like one of these shows where it was like, you know, a deep dive on somebody. Right. And it was this kid and he was in high school and he was the manager for his high school's football team. Like, you know, the equipment manager kind of thing, you know, but the kid had this debilitating disease where his white blood cells attacked his own skin cells. So like he literally felt like he was on fire all the time. 
and his mom had to like wrap him like a like a mummy every morning like so he'd wake up take this like bath kind of thing and she'd wrap him with like these wraps every day and then he'd put on his clothes because his clothes couldn't touch him directly because if they did it would cause him so much pain right kid went through this every day of his life then would show up to the high school go to school then go to the football practices cheer them on set them up you know keep this kid had no complaints or like animosity towards life he was just like yeah i'm happy to wake up every day you know it it hurts like a son of a bitch you know and i gotta cheer on my team and i'm just like if this fucking kid can be like this every what the fuck do i have to bitch about like you know and so that's where i was like you know i'm walking talking and breathing i'm having a good day and then all of a sudden it clicked and i'm like oh shit so i've literally been saying that for like 20 years Mm mm-hmm so that's that's been my catchphrase. I have it on T-shirts because people have heard me say it so much. People made me T-shirts. So like, <laughs> yeah, and I have it. Um, I have it hanging on my I have like a chalkboard uh, hanging outside my front uh, door above mm-hmm. my mailbox. And it says I'm walking, talking and breathing. It's a good day. And so mm-hmm. like every day, my new mailman, because I get one every day, <laughs> sees that. So I hope it helps one of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh- I don't, I don't know how much you know about this, but I, I, I had to, um, I had to, ha- I had to have brain surgery in 2011. Yeah. I, I knew uh, a little bit about it, but yeah, I mean, as much as you'd like to talk about it, I'd love to hear I, about it. I don't it. really I mean, want to get too much into all of, all of it, but I just wanted to say after, after it had happened, it was maybe like, you know, it was like two months later or something like that. Uh, I, I went to the follow-up neurologist appointment and uh, I was sitting in the waiting room with my mom and this, this kid and, and their mom, I forget if it was a, a, a boy or a girl, I completely forget. But the kid turned with mom and, uh, and was like, can we get McDonald's after this? Like, like a real, real, uh, impediment. Like they were really, yeah. they were really, um, struggling. They were really challenged gotcha. and they were saying, can we go to McDonald's after this? And I like looked at my mom and she looked at me and we were both having the thought, how lucky I am that we, that how lucky we were that I didn't become that. Cause I could have easily become that. Um, and it just, 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 and anything I ever do now, I always go like, please, please continue to be exactly what you are because I need you to be that so that I can be this. So that when I say I have a great amount of respect for our military, the, the, the people who, you know, are the armed services, our country, that protect our country and they make the sacrifice of their life. Uh, I have so much respect for that because I, I'm so happy that you made that sacrifice. So I didn't have to. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Um, I, uh, I had a lot of friends that, you know, uh, that served, uh, I lived with a couple of guys for a while that, you know, um, had, had been overseas and, and they do see a lot and not get a lot for it. Uh, even in the the lightest aspects of it, I don't think we need to get rid of our military and, and I don't think we need to get rid of service. And I actually think if anything, we, I think public, uh, a public service makes you see things differently, you know, and these guys had a definite, different outlook on life because they took a part of their life and a very early part of their life for these guys, you know, like they're, you know, in their teens when they're doing this, right. Traveling the world. Right. Um, they start seeing the world differently earlier on and they come back with a whole different outlook and we don't respect these people enough and we don't give them enough 
for what they do. Like we go, oh, well, I go to work every day. Yeah, but if you get shot at at work, that makes the news. If they get shot at at work, it don't even make the news if they die. <laughs> like It's not the same thing. Like we got to stop. Everybody runs on the equality thing way too hard. And like, I think that's a big problem is people expect equality. And, and I think that's one of our hugest flaws in life is you shouldn't want everything to be equal. You need different things in life to make things work properly. So like by that, I mean, I am really good at making pulled pork. I don't need my girlfriend to make the pulled pork half the time because half the time it's not going to be as good, <laughs> but she makes dinner almost every goddamn night. And I would prefer it that way because she is a much better cook than me, but my fucking pulled pork kicks like I make good pulled pork. So like, I know that's my thing, right? So why would I say, oh no, well, we need to split that 50, 50. You need to make half the pulled pork. That makes no sense. Mm hmm. I'm not saying she is a bad cook or she has no, you know, value in life. I'm saying I'm better at making pulled pork. <laughs> and there's so many of those things in life that we won't acknowledge. Right. And it's just well, like, there's tons of, there's tons of overcorrecting in the opposite direction. That's exactly and, what I'm getting to. Exactly. Thank you. And, and it's like some things, some things were fine, but we like, allowed somebody else to make us feel like they needed to change in some way. And then that really pulls the focus off of anything that could have been important. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I used it such a, uh, a, you know, throwaway example, like pulled pork, because yes, there are so many bigger things, but I want oh, man, to, I thought that like, was a real thing. I thought yeah. that was a real, no, thing. I know I do make really good pulled pork. Uh, <laughs> but like, that was the reason I said it is because like, if she said to me one day, oh, well, I'm going to make the pulled pork because you made it last time, I'd be like, what? Huh? Like, that's not a thing. Like, that's dumb. Like, I make the, that's, I make the pulled pork. That's my right. thing. Like, yeah. So like, but there, if you said that to some people, they'd be like, well, why does it have to be your thing? And I'm like, what if she wants to get better? Well, I don't want to wait for her to get better. Mine's already good. <laughs> like, we only got so many years on the planet. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, why can't you acknowledge that I'm good at something and she's good at something else? Why do we both have to be equally good at the same thing? That makes no sense to me. Right. We, and we that takes value away from for each other. And then all the power combines together to make one good one good team. One yeah, good exactly. There's a reason why everybody on the Captain Nasty. Planet team didn't have all the all the rings, right? It's like everybody had one ring for a reason, you know. <laughs> what did you watch the, the Rick and Morty, the Planetina? Yes. <laughs> she went nuts. <laughs> I'm gonna never think of Captain Planet again, like so, the same. I love Rick and Morty, but I love it once again, unconventionally, um, like from a comedic sense, I found myself one night, like over explaining Rick and Morty to like my girlfriend and her friend, because I was watching them miss jokes that were so flash in the pan, but so deep. And I was like, do you really understand what's happening here? So like for anybody at home, that's a Rick and Morty fan. And if you watch Corey Castle's show and look at his background, you must be, um, <laughs> I, uh, I'm referring to the episode, like the, I think it might have been the first episode of Rick and Morty, but the scene is Rick. Yeah, actually, it is the first episode now that I think about it. Rick goes to get Morty from high school 
and there's this like bully like screwing with Morty, right? But mm-hmm. Rick can't deal with him, like because he's Rick, right? So he has he's zero thought about this kid. Like it's just you can't waste time in my day. So what's Rick do? He hits him with a freeze ray. Like the kid's like rah, 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 and he's just like Rick doesn't even like bing like doesn't even acknowledge him. Just freezes this kid for the rest of his life, right? <laughs> So you think that would be funny enough, but no, right after they hop in the portal, which is a second later, right? Like millisecond later, right? Boom, mm-hmm. they're gone. They're not there anymore. His sister comes around the corner. Summer. Well, his sister just happens to be mm-hmm. madly in love with this same this guy. This is going to be the first words that we ever say to each other. Yes, yes, you know the scene. You know the scene. So she's getting I, I all this like, love and everything, and then she goes and touches him, and he literally, not metaphorically, literally shatters into pieces. Right. <laughs> and that was her first love. And I'm like, do you do you not see <laughs> all the intricacies of this three-second scene? Well, there's, there's, there's incredible amounts of nuance in all of that, and well, and, and I obviously appreciate that. Right. And then I was watching them going like, I don't get it. And I'm like, oh my God, there's so many things in this. Like, it's it's weird too, man. Like, I I feel like um like I watched I watched Brian Regan's live at Redbox okay. special, and I was like, Oh, this is hilarious. I was cracking up the whole time. And I was like, I'm gonna show I, I gotta show this to my mom. Mm-hmm. I gotta show this to my mom and my sister. And they were watching it. Crickets. Nothing. Nothing. Um, and I was like, oh. not it wasn't Dimitri Martin. Who's the other one? I'm trying to think of singing comics. They, oh, Light God. Brown. No. <laughs> what is his YouTube. name? He doesn't always sing, but a lot of his stuff is singing. He's a white guy. I want to say he's got blonde hair. Bo Burnham. Did you say Bill Burr? Bo Burnham. Oh, Bill Burnham. Yes, exactly. Bill Burnham. It's exactly who it was. I was like, Bill Burnham. No, Bill Burnham doesn't even have air anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was Bo Burnham. And I was uh-huh. showing my girlfriend Bo Burnham. And I love Bo Burnham. I love his crazy ass songs. I'm not a huge mm-hmm. musical comedy fan, but I think if you do it right, it is, mm-hmm. it is great. Yeah. Right. And he does. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, watch this. And it was like, I think it was his making of a something, right? Mm-hmm. So it was like even more niche. And it's like, so I didn't set her up for success, but she's like, so like, can we watch something else? And I'm like, but, but, but burn up. <laughs> <laughs> and after retrospect, I was like, I did not set her up, right? Like it wasn't like she didn't experience the same way I did, you know, like I found him early on. I heard his first specials, you know what I mean? Like, so I grew with him as he grew as a comic. And so like, yeah, I can listen to his throwaway shit and be like, Oh, that's great. You know what I mean? And I'm like, Oh yeah, you're not a comic. You didn't grow up on him. Like, so for me now I'm doing the same thing to her that like my brother and my grandfather did to me, you know, and it's just like, Oh, you know, you know, when he did that, I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I think I was getting laid that night. I didn't watch that game. Sorry. Like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> Like, so yeah, that's what she's doing to me now. She's like, I, not only do I not know, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's, it's funny sometimes to, to watch somebody not react the way you think they'd react. Like I read, I read this really, really important quote from, I, I forget exactly what it was, but it was something that was really meaningful to me. And I remember reading it to the point where uh, I think I'd tear it up when I read it and my throat was a little, And I was like, I'm going to go tell this to my mother. Yeah. And she totally was not even hearing it. She did not. 
And I was like, this is something. Oh my God, look at how something this is. And she was like, mm hmm. Well, mm -hmm. so that's uh, that brings me to the joys and, and travesties of the internet, right? So, like, thank God for people like us because, like, we could find other people like us. Mm -hmm. But then you also have, like, the dark end of that. <laughs> like, like right. the worst of the people are also finding super, the other you worst. Think, of the people. You think that what you're into is so super specific and niche? Everything anyone could be into, no matter how super specific and niche those things are. There's at least one other guy out there doing the same thing. Yeah. And now the internet, we can find that other guy. Well, yeah, that's, you used to be the one crazy guy in your town. And now it's, uh, now you're, you're connecting with every town across every country, across every planet, you know? Oh, wait, we're not supposed to talk about interplanetary communication. I'm sorry. We're not. No, 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 no. We don't, Why? Know, we don't know about that. That's not a thing. We don't know about that yet. Well, <laughs> I mean, it, you, you can't, you can't. <laughs> This is the thing I always. Say I like about. how the government dropped on us, like, "Oh, UFOs are real," and we're like, "Uh, now nah, we got we got to worry about murder hornets." Like, my, my girlfriend always does this thing that's like, she's it's like, uh, I say it's clickbaity, where she'll be like, she'll be like, "Oh, what? Why don't we start talking about? You know, never mind." And I'm like, "Oh, what? what? <laughs> like, like so she'll like, oh, she she'll, and I look you. at, yeah, she'll, that play, is she'll be like, and I'll be like, oh, you won't believe what happened today.'" Uh, it's the third best thing. You won't believe what happened second. That's it's live like, action clickbait. That's what right. that is. And then I'm like, sometimes I'm like, you want this? You want this? You want no? You want this? You want this? No. That's <laughs> I feel like she does that to me, <laughs> like verbally. And then I'll I'll go act like I'm going for a handshake, and I'm like, oh, too slow. Oh, yeah, the, the old classic. For those for those audio listeners, I was just doing the going for the handshake, then the slick. The side of my head, head which with with the ponytail i mean that's extra seagal vibes extra seagal vibes for sure dude i i somebody that i just started working with just said that i reminded them of steven seagal i uh that first. was a personal trauma i put on you i'm sorry uh i got that my first night i showed up to do uh my mic i didn't do it that week i ended up going for the next week because i showed up to the open mic thinking you had to be on time and then I got there and there was literally no one in the building. And so my girlfriend and I ordered drinks and food and then everybody rolled in like an hour later. So I decided to do it the next week. But one of the leading comics, like he's one of the top comics in the area. He spent his first like two minutes like making Steven Seagal jokes about me. Mm. Yeah. And I was just like, it's like, it's like nutty professor. <laughs> was it? <laughs> I, was, I was like, I was like, it's low fruit. I'm like two jokes. All right, let's move on. But like, you know, like I got a ponytail. That's not, there's other people, you know, like biking. <laughs> And I'm starting to feel like one. Let's move Did on. Do you remember the Nutty Professor when when uh, when Sherman Klump went to the comedy club and and Dave Chappelle on stage started making fun of him for being fat? Yes, yeah. And he started yeah. shitting on him for being fat and he was embarrassed. And then later he came back as Buddy Love and he got yep. up on stage and he exposed and he made him them cry. And he put his hey, look at his shit locks or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that comic did to you. That's funny. Because yeah, that comic was Chappelle. I'm like, oh yeah. And you were Buddy Love now. Buddy Love. Yeah, that was a good movie. And I, I think I think we don't give enough awards out to these guys that like do like 13 roles in a movie. Oh, yeah. And it's like, how are they not getting awards? Like, I don't care how like how how much you like the genre. Like they're they're doing something 
most actors can't do. Like if you Dude, got Sharice Sh- 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 Garon, right? And you were like, do this. She'd be like, fuck you. Like, no, I wouldn't do all those. Like I do one. I'll do one. The hot one. I'll do that one. Right. But he's like, no, I'm going to do 13 people in this family. <laughs> right. There's like what? He does it. Um, Coming to America. He does it also. Oh, yeah. He does in Coming to America. He plays I was Buck just talking about that the other day. Alyssa was wearing a, a, a velvet dress. And I was like, what is that velvet? And and I was like, how many people said that to you today? And she's like, a few. And I was like, do you know what that's, that's from? That's funny. Because the other day I told my girlfriend to hop on one leg and bark like a dog. It's also coming to America. Also coming okay. to America, people. It's also it's the. Opening. I just didn't understand what your girlfriend had to do with it. So I saw. I got. I got lost in the context weeds. It was a. It was a. It was a bad joke. I was trying to say. I also saw the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I. I hard relate to you. Period. <laughs> Let's agree to agree. Yes, because as a comedian, I can't go. Yes, great movie. Also watched it thoroughly multiple times. I have to, you know, <laughs> make a imaginary situation in which I made my girlfriend embarrass herself. Particular part, very particular line, and I will yeah. apply that to my girlfriend too. I I just I loved that part as a kid because I Eddie Murphy is like acknowledging immediately the obscurity of what's going on he's like so she's gonna do anything right all right hop on one leg and bark like a dog and he's like, she's fucking doing it she's doing it <laughs> <laughs> and i was just like that's a comedian right there like you're that's a that's what a comedian would do like oh she's gonna do anything like not you're not gonna think the like crazy sexual thing off the bat you're gonna like oh no i'm gonna make everybody in the room laugh watch her do this <laughs> did you like the second one did you see it I started watching it with my girlfriend and she was like, uh, I don't know. And then so I never got to finish it. So I have to go back and like it's one of those solo watches um, because she wasn't like I, like we are obviously quoting the movie like she wasn't a diehard fan. And she also has like you uh, multiple memory issues, not because she got hit with the head with chairs, just because she forgets shit. Um but yeah, so she will admittedly tell you, like, oh yeah, I'll watch something and completely forget about it. Like, oh, we'll yeah, be dude, like, you know, the, the, never in 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 the time have we ever consumed so much content. I've said that yeah. to people before. Like, you never would absorb as much as we had to. Like, we're our brains. I don't know if they're built to handle this much, but like, they never were before. Like, so even if they can. Like they weren't doing it before, you know, you had a lot of knowledge you would save up. Like we were saying earlier with the doctor and knowing all the different shit. Right. So you'd have that stuff saved up. But like you didn't have like you weren't scrolling through fucking TikTok every day and like, you know, fucking memorizing memes and shit and all this other stuff. So we do download like literally and, you know, you know, metaphorically a, a lot more than we need to. And and that's why I try to like. I try to absorb things in my life that will have a net benefit. Like I will obviously absorb things that are just garbage <laughs> just for the sake of doing it. But I do that with food too. You know what I mean? Like I eat for nourishment and then there's times where I'm like just consuming garbage for the sake of consuming garbage. That is me with like content, right? Like I will try to absorb stuff that has a net benefit to me. Like stuff about building something, fixing something, you know, that kind of stuff. 
uh, a different way of looking at something. Oh, they just found this animal, that kind of stuff. Like, that's what I mean. Like betterment, like, you know, looking into things. Right. But then I will also be like, let me turn on, you know, impulsive to see what these idiots are saying to each other so I can make fun of them later. You know what I mean? Like, I'll, <laughs> I'll be like, Oh yeah, this is shit. Like this is, this is crap. I'm, yeah, but I am right. absorbing it because Dude, I, everybody I, else I, is an American. I consume uh, garbage reality TV shows and stuff just to have, you know, mindless stuff, mindless shit. You know? Well, it's like me in the zombie movies. It's like, as long as you appreciate it for what it is, it's not bad. Right. But it's like, it's anything too much of anything is bad. Right. Like I'm sure that there are plenty of functional cokeheads, Right. But you don't see those ones, <laughs> but you see the non-functional ones, right? They're always, every time they come out of the bathroom, they have fucking allergies, you know, like, like, it's, it's like, you know, the guys that have gone too far. Right. And it's like, that's never been my poison. That's not why I brought it up, but it's just like, that's a perfect example. I see all the time. It's just like, it's I see chasing, chasing like, the dragon. Oh, okay. I can't tell you how many comedy sets I've done while I like I'm up on stage and I see somebody coming out of the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, you know, it's not even allergy season. Cocaine in comedy is is like steroids in wrestling. Cocaine in comedy is common. That's alliteration, folks. Alliteration. It's a whole cocaine to comedy. cocaine to comedy is like steroids to pro wrestling. I think that's a t shirt that, that you need put that to start on a t shirt. Yeah, that's that's now Corey <laughs> Castle merch, folks. Look it up. Do not do not do not quote me in saying that, but you quote quoted that. you. You said don't it. Quote, it's your show. Don't quote me. <laughs> it's your show. It doesn't, it doesn't have about. to be it. It doesn't have to well you th the thing is um nobody's gonna buy I, a wrestling I, shirt from me. That's that's I think that's Corey Castle I think, uh, all day. I think I think um I think everything has its place, you know what I mean? I think that I think that um I think that cocaine gets a bad rap because people overuse it or abuse it. I, I mean, I've never used it. I don't know what it's like, but I know it, it, it's been helpful to some folks. And I know that I know that steroids are helpful to other people. It's performance enhancing and we are performers. And I, you're absolutely right. I always said I like baseball much better on steroids. Mm -hmm. Um I I agree with you definitely, and I won't lie and act like I've never touched it. Like I I have tried it. I don't like doing coke. It's not a me drug. Um, <laughs> I I don't need a reason to drink a thirty pack of Bud Light and talk to you all night. Like that's not. It's like I already have those abilities. Like I don't need to superfy them. Like it's just right. not a good me yeah. thing. I'm already right? addicted to. I'm already addicted to energy drinks. I don't need to take it any further than that. No, I don't. Like I don't touch that kind of stuff. Like I drink coffee. I'm a habitual coffee drinker since I was nine. Like that's not. So like it's not an uh a caffeine thing for me. I don't drink. I can drink coffee at midnight and go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, you do that. Yes, I see. That was the self-deprecation, folks. Comedy. Uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, no. So for me, like I I don't get a fix off of caffeine kind of stuff. Like that doesn't do it for me. I I like more stuff that makes you think about your day-to-day, -day, stuff that makes you think about, you know things you wouldn't think about normally or look at you look at things you wouldn't look at them in that sense typically. And so like 
I'll I've done acid, I've done ecstasy, I smoke pot. Clearly, I've done it all through this podcast. Um, you know, I've done mushrooms. I, you know, I've tried it all, and I have always been responsible about it. I always tried to keep it in kind of I hate to say like a clinical setting, but like, all right, we're hiding the keys, we're staying in. Like, you know what I, I do, mean? I do, like myself, I do look at any any of that kind of thing as like ceremonial and with respect. And, I've heard you talk a little bit about it, and, yeah, and really, and really, um, try to take advantage of the 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 part of you that is connecting to it. I had a girlfriend once. She uh, she was doing the same stuff with me and never having the same experiences, and would be like, "Oh, well, it's not because I was like, no, 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 because no, I I had a great time. You don't." experience it the same because you don't allow the experience you're over here trying to do the same stuff you do every day of the week and just add a thing to it to make it different you have to allow the thing to do its stuff so like when you start feeling it you don't run from it you run into it you know what i mean it's like a wave like if you if you if you're trying to enjoy the ocean you don't run from the wave because you'll never get into the ocean you got to run through that first wave, right? And so I, I find a lot of, you know, uh, opening, you know, type of, of uh, drugs and medications are like that. Is like you have to learn how to get through that initial, you know, first wave that's hitting you. And most people, because of the party type scene, don't mm -hmm. learn how to deal with that. And one thing I, I was lucky is early on um, – when I did it with people, it was people that have done it before and they had a required buddy system. And so they were like, look, you're either with him or her. And if you're not with one of those, you're breaking the rules. Like you have to be with one of these people at all times because you wanted to be with someone that knew what you were going through. And it was great because the first time I did acid, me and my buddy had a, do you know what sponge painting is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so our apartment hallway was completely sponge painted. It was the ugliest thing ever. We hated it, right? And so we're both sitting on our steps, having a cigarette, looking at this wall that we hate every time we walk up it, right? Or walk by it, right? Because we were on the third floor, so that's why I said up. And so we're looking at this thing, and he can tell I'm having a moment. And he's like, yeah, all right, bud? And I'm like, so I'm going to tell you something, but don't freak out. And he's like, all right. I'm like... I'm seeing these skulls popping out of the wall and they're like talking, but like, I can't hear them. I just like see their mouth moving and he starts like low key, like dying. Like he's like trying not to laugh kind of thing. Right. I'm like, you good. And he's like, I've been seeing the same thing. And I was like, no way. So like we had this like simultaneous trip together that we didn't know we were having at the same time. And then we realized we were this like, one in a bajillion chance that we would see the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. Fast forward, like, later in our, like, life together. We do it again. We're sitting in the same hallway. And the same thing happens. We have the same experience. We will always have that. We always talk about every time. We're like, hey, remember that hallway? <laughs> like, and we, but it wasn't like, oh, man, they're crazy and they're doing this and they went wild. We literally were sitting there having a cigarette and have an emotional experience that nobody else can ever understand but the two of us. And we'll never lose that. 
to me, that is way better than like, oh yeah, I did a whole bag and fucking my nose has been bleeding for three days. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, like it's overboard. <laughs> it's it's the same as that. You know, overcorrecting. Overcorrecting is the same with overboard. It's really like you. There's a there's a balance inside of all of this. This sort of uh, you can find the right vibration that fits who you are controlled and chaos. puzzle pieces. Yeah. Controlled chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, even in that, cause I obviously am a proponent for these things, right? I don't, I don't, you know, shun them, but I have seen people go too far. You know, like I've had people be like, Oh yeah, I did 14 tabs. And I'm like, what are you nuts? <laughs> like guy, like are you trying to lose your mind? Like that's, that's, I don't understand. Like you're not trying to like, like experience something you're trying to get away from something at that point. Right. And right. I think there's so many reasons to try to escape reality, but we have to realize that reality is that it is reality. It's what it's the day to day. So yes, escapism is great, but you have to, once again, like we said earlier, experience it for what it is. You can't have it be something. It's not, it's not reality. You can't make that your reality. It has to, you have to appreciate it for what it is. Oh, okay, I got an hour away in Call of Duty to go fucking fight in El Masra, right? Like, all right, I'm not really there. If I was, I'd have PTSD because I just got blown up four fucking times, right? You know what I mean? Like, it's not, it's not reality. That's my escapism. That's something different, right? And a lot of people have like their own thing, but too many people try to make their escapism their reality. And that's a major problem. Well, it's, it's that same confusion of like, your job defining you. I think a lot of people feel like their job defines them and what what they do for money is defining who they actually are. Like if I say, what do you do? And you tell me what you do. Uh, that's not the same as if I say, what are you? And you answer what you are. Like that's. I think the only time that's going to change for me, because for the first time in my life, I'm, I'm saying what I actually want to be. You know, when I say I'm a comedian, I'm actually happy about that. I think the only time that's going to change for me is when I become a father. I think that'll be like, oh, what are you? I'm a father. You know what I mean? Because I think even if, you know, if we get married, I think comedy will still come before husband. <laughs> Man, I, I just, uh, I just don't want that. I don't, I, but I'm happy for you for that. Does that make sense? Like for me, this is, this is, this makes me happy. Like this is my happy place. When I do comedy, yeah. it's the first time in my life where it's something that I wanted. I thought about, I put it to paper and I made it happen. So it's something different for me than just being comedy, I think. But when I say I'm a comedian, it means something to me. You know what I mean? It's not what I used to say, like, oh yeah, I work in pharmacy. Like, I, I got to a point in my career where I would just tell people I work in retail pharmaceuticals because like I didn't want people to know that I, I hated my life every day. Like I went to work. I literally have saved people's lives more than I can count. Right. Like I've stopped pharmacists from making mistakes that literally would have killed people. I have gotten no credit for that whatsoever in my life, now, nor yeah. will I. Right. But why did I do it? Like 11 years later, I was picking up my girlfriend's prescription the other day and I'm watching stuff and I'm still picking out like company fucking protocols. I'm like, oh, they fucked that up. Oh, they fucked that up. Oh, they. And I'm like, what am I doing? I'm like, 
Why yeah. am I doing this? Because I gave so much of my life. I thought that was going to be the rest of my life. And I would tell people, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm in retail pharmaceuticals. And I thought that was going to be the rest of my life. And I was hiding a major part of it. Like, I wouldn't tell them what I actually did or where I actually worked or anything. I had embarrassment about it because it wasn't because of the job. The job wasn't embarrassing. It was because I wasn't happy with myself. I wasn't right. happy doing what I was doing. And I only realized that in retrospect, you know, I was that's the only time you, you ever realized something like that in retrospect. The only right. vision I have that's 20, Cap 20. Captain hindsight. Captain hindsight. I love those commercials. Cause like, I'm like, yeah, that, I wish I, I met him earlier in life. Wasn't uh, Captain hindsight from South park. No, I thought it was, uh, wasn't it Expedia commercials. Oh no, no captain. Uh, that was captain obvious. That's what I was thinking of. Captain Obvious. Captain Hindsight he, from from South Park when he flies in and he's like, those dams should have been double should have been double protected. Bye. <laughs> what was the uh what was the villain's name? Uh, something disarray, right? Uh, no. General disarray. General disarray. <laughs> General disarray. <laughs> <laughs> And then his his sidekick had some other stupid name that was like a double entendre too. Oh, God. Uh, but yeah, General Disarray was <laughs> I was glad. And then you threw the Chinese star in Butter's eye. <laughs> that was back when I watched South Park. That was good stuff. Yeah. Oh uh, man, dude, it, they just they, I think they just got new episodes or whatever. They're getting new episodes I, about to be on Comedy Central. I haven't boycotted it, but I haven't watched it. Like it wasn't intentional non-watching. I did the same thing with Family Guy. It was just like I kind of like organically fell off. Like there's only so much stuff to watch, and right. especially with Family Guy being a Rhode Islander, like I get all the extra inside jokes that most people don't. And like so, Family Guy like had a you know a nice place in my heart but like i just i i don't want to say i grew it because if you put it on right now i would sit down and absorb every second of it right but i just don't find myself running to it i find like i said like if i'm absorbing content now i want it to be something that's like different right so like when my girlfriend and i watch tv like we're like watching like cooking shows and like shark tank and like uh what's the one we're watching now new amsterdam is like this sop like sobbing hospital drama like it's got me tearing up every episode crap and i'm like i hate this i could tell you where they're gonna make me cry and i'm still gonna do it <laughs> you know that kind of crap right and then and both of us came from the medical field. She's a nurse, obviously. I was, you know, in pharmacy for eleven years. And, you know, we both call out shit in the show all the time. It's like blatantly wrong, but we're both like just sopping it up every second of it. Like we're like, that's wrong. That's that's wrong. That's not right. And we're yeah. both like working what? working in so many trades, it's screwed up so many movies and shows. Like I I fully understand where you're coming from on that. Like when people crawl through air conditioner air conditioner vents, I'm like, nah, that thing would fall right down. Did you see the one of the criminals like the cops come in and the girlfriend books it into the back and she gets away and she gets into the air duct and then she starts crawling through it. She drops through the ceiling right, right back in front of the cops. <laughs> it was great. She like whacked off the oodle and noodles like and like hit the ground. It was, it was I didn't bad. see it, but that sounds accurate. Oh, you should look it up. It's good times. It's good times. Um, that was one of the things I hated the most about the pandemic is they got rid of cops. <laughs> so I got a couple other real quick things. Uh, then sure. I'll send you off into the sunset with a hot dog and a handshake. All right. So 
the first the first of the the few more things I'm gonna throw at you is mm -hmm. uh, so I'm gonna give you the opportunity right now. Um, I know I know I already said this to you, but I wanna I wanna make sure on the record I'm telling you how psyched I am about our friendship and how hopeful I am uh, that something cool is gonna come out of this. And I'm I'm glad on the record that we've met and this had this conversation. This is the longest talk we've ever had. And uh, you're you're the type I want to say I've noticed this and I respect it a lot. You're the type of person who's not going to come out here and promise that you're going to do all, all these things. And you're not going to really talk about all the goals that you have. You're just going to go do those goals and then you'll talk about them. And that's the kind of man I've always wanted to be, the kind of man that I believe that I am. And I see that you are that way, too. And I have much love and respect for that on the record. I want to well, on the record. I appreciate you saying that. And uh, I'd like to think that that yeah, I, I do fall into that category. And and if I am saying that I'm going to do something, I, if I say it out loud, it's something like I will not let myself fail to let you be right. You know what I mean? So like when that kid said six weeks, I was like, fucking show me that that bet. I'll throw 20 bucks in right now. I don't got 20 bucks. but I'm gonna throw because I'm gonna make you lose your money. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the kind of guy I am. And and, and there's some goodness to that. And it, it's definitely a, a prickish quality. But that, you know, <laughs> cactuses are pricks, too. And they survive. You know, what I mean? <laughs> did, you, did you see the new Santino special on Netflix? I think so. I think I have watched that one. I, I'm a pretty big uh, Cheeto Santino fan. Yeah, I watched it. I watch a lot of his podcast stuff. Um, the one thing I found him in, and I didn't expect him in, was the the. Have you seen the um, Little Dicky show? I haven't, but I've seen that he's on it. Yeah, he's he plays his manager, and it's great. It's great. Um, and, uh, this is the love of my life. She's coming in. We we've awesome. gone we've gone pretty long. I uh, we, we've, uh, we've we've uh, we've. I was just gonna say he he has a joke where he talks about how many doctors have said you'll never walk again. You oh they always walk again. Oh yeah, like in TV shows, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The doctor always tells you you never walk again. How wrong are they all the time about? That? Yeah. So, um, babe, we were talking about New Amsterdam and how like we both call out where it's like inherently wrong, and uh, and yet we still find ourselves like completely immersed in it. Uh, but yeah, like sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need yeah. it like an escapism. But like that's the great thing about that is like I can turn it off and I can start writing. You know what I mean? And that's why I don't like get absorbed in like family guy and all that other stuff because like i feel like when i was watching it it was like oh it's coming out i gotta watch it oh it's coming out i gotta watch it and i i can't be like that anymore that's why i was saying i like i like to absorb stuff in chunks like all right i've given myself a day let's watch something <laughs> blow it out you know what i mean but then i can spend the next day writing making podcasts scheduling stuff you know what i mean like i i do very good at working in bursts so like i if i can watch something in a burst it's it's better so maybe I'll catch back up on those things. That way you can make more references to me. We we do something here on Evolving with Corey Castle where um, I will uh, ask you to play a game called Audio Time Travel. So we did okay. talk about time travel a little bit. Have you we heard did. me ever do this segment before? I have. I I. I, I will not lie to the audience, so I do okay. know where you're going with this. And I did catch the foreshadowing earlier. <laughs> so... The 
the the next sentences that you're about to say are going directly towards uh, to to the ears of people in 20 years who are wanting to listen back to this and find out what kind of man B. Lee was. Say it's your kids. Say it's your say it's your future wife. Say it's your you know say it's your your parents. Say it's the people who love you the most. This stuff's outliving us. So 20 years, regardless of whether we're here or not, what are the messages that are that are evergreen, time stamped on right now that can help them be inspired to be somebody better tomorrow? Well, I think and 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 this is once again a callback to earlier. I think if you live by that walk and talk and breathe in philosophy, you you can get through a lot of shit that most people can't because when you can remind yourself that there's other people out there that are literally at that moment in time going through worse things than you have been through or could imagine or want to, it makes it a lot easier to get through whatever you're getting through. And I've gotten through not knowing where my next, you know, pillow was going to be, where my next meal was going to be, where my next job was going to be, but I've gotten through all of it. And I guess that would be my message is if you're still listening, you've gotten through your worst days. So there might be something on the road next that's going to be worse, but you don't know that until you're there. So stop bitching. Enjoy today for today. You're walking, talking and breathing. You've already gotten through your worst days. If you hadn't, you wouldn't be listening to me. So shut the fuck up. and Move on. It's walking and talking and breathing. There you go. Those three things can get through through a lot of shit. <laughs> so the show's yours now. Hypothetically, I've gifted you this show. This has been your first episode of your new podcast, Evolving with B. Lee. In your pilot episode, in very Jerry Springer's final thought, the most valuable takeaways. So, so that, uh, you know, this... This, uh, this whole episode is going to be wrapped up in Pretty Little Bow so that we can take it home. Oh, man. Hi, Jerry. I wish I had my glasses with me. I put them back on in Jerry, Jerry Springer fashion. Uh, but uh, I think if we were to summate the best parts of today's episode, because that's kind of the goal here, right? Um, I would say if you were going to take the, the heart and soul out of this, it's that there are plenty of people in life that don't know shit about fuck. They're going to tell you how to live yours while they are miserable in theirs. And as long as you're walking, talking and breathing and moving towards your, your goal, that bullseye on that dartboard, as long as you got that arm cocked back and you're still aiming, you're still in the game. You know, you might not hit that bullseye yet, but just keep throwing those fucking darts. So you're going to miss a hundred percent of shots. You don't take, you know, so take the fucking shots. So and, that's that's and, what I got and, for you, folks. And in the game of darts, how many darts do you get? When I play, as many as I keep in my pocket. So yeah, you got you got more than one dart, dude. <laughs> Just, Just keep, keep throwing. You got one more dart. You got you you got another dart. If you don't I mean, hit the, like this dart, ever the end. It only ends when they close the bar, right? Right. So, <laughs> yeah, and and, and, and also no. No one's making you pay attention to the lines of tape on the board. <laughs> you can walk right up to the board. I hate playing with those guys. Yeah, I hate playing with those guys. Yeah, they're no fun. <laughs>
But yeah, guys, I mean, yeah, that's the that's the thing. I think if Corey and I were to represent anything at this point in our life is that there's plenty of people that are going to tell you that you can't do something that they've never tried. And then you're going to prove them wrong and they're still going to, you know, go, oh, well, good for you. But they're going to be mad at themselves the whole time. <laughs> so you got to do it for nobody yourself. Nobody has your goals. Nobody has your aspirations. Nobody wants exactly the same thing you want. That's why I constantly say, and another reason I repeat the same stuff all the time, mm-hmm. we're constantly consuming so much material. So if you hear me repeat something cool, maybe it'll, it'll stink in a little bit more, but like we're, we're fucking oh god damn it i missed what i was trying to say no i think you were kind of like getting back to like where i was talking about like that striving for equality thing like you you can't try to get too much it's like we we are programmed to be inside of a world that is reactionary so everything that happens to us we react to it and we aren't really acting intentionally as much as we should be because a lot of us are numbed in the consuming numbed in the consuming and i'm guilty of it too so i'm not going to sit here and say oh careful careful about the amount of time you spend consuming things because i'm just as guilty of it but i'm kinder to myself and i'm uh kinder to the type of person who i know i want to be in the future and i know that i'm also in communication with the person who i used to be and i'm communicating with you're in good hands now got this heading forward uh it's 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 a little harder to need to be reactionary when you're driving your own way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and on that note, you're driving your own way on a road that no one you know has ever driven. Right. They don't. So they, it's not like you have MapQuest or GPS or anything like that. You can't ask your grandpa how to get there because your grandpa wasn't a comedian. And if he was good for you, you better be funnier than me. <laughs> so I, I, another thing I say all the time, and this might have been my thought that I was having, but I doubt it was uh, <laughs> when I was a kid. When I was when I was a kid, the main things I wanted to be, I wanted to be a stand up comedian and I wanted to be a professional wrestler. Those were both of, both of the main things I always wanted to be as a kid. Had I known that podcasting was a thing, maybe that would have been one of the things, maybe that would have been one of the things I said I wanted to be when I grew up. But, you know, I couldn't have said it because it didn't exist it yet. It wasn't a thing, yeah. Maybe, maybe if you feel aimless and you feel like you don't have a purpose, maybe your purpose doesn't exist yet. So stay open to the fact that, you That's know, your purpose point. could still be out there searching for you, but you got to be willing to find it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... Can you imagine there was a world championship pog player at some point, but there was never pogs at some point. So yeah. And and, and you know, know what? A good amount of people who listen to podcasts maybe don't know what pods are or pogs. Pogs, yeah. See, that was a very niche reference there. That was for the almost 40s in the crowd. Yeah, if, if you're if you're if you were if you were around 12 or 13 years old in 1995, 96. <laughs> Then you know what pogs are. You know what a dream machine is. <laughs> that was the arcade we used to go win the pogs at. We used to go to the dream machine. They had a special machine where you put in a quarter and like you could win so many pogs. I used to hustle pogs. I got in trouble at school for it. Yo, dude, he was a he was a slammer scammer, dude. I, no, I wasn't a scammer. I was just a hustler. Like I was be like, oh yeah, no, I started playing. I would play with my my cousin who was four years older than me and his friend, and they would hustle me for my bog. So I just took my skills and ran them down. <laughs> Brandon, do you do any impressions? Uh yes. Um, 
I think you heard I do a pretty good uh, Mark Norman gamity. Um, but, uh, as, as far as long impressions, um, when I was younger, I could do more, uh, after puberty, I, I lost a few, but, um, the one that most people know me for is, uh, stitch from Lilo and stitch. All right. So in your best stitch, take it home with the, the catchphrase of the show, be fun, have safe, keep evolving. We're going to need a shot of whiskey for that one. Cause, uh, my mouth's a little dry. Stitch, Stitch is an old one, but a good one. All right. All right. What, what is it? One more time. Give it to me one more time. Be fun. Have safe. Keep evolving. Be fun. Have safe. Keep evolving. All right. Well, what's up? stops? Call castles. Evolve. Be fun. Have safe. Keep evolving. Some shit like that. <laughs> thank you thank you thank you thank you that's the best appreciate, i can do on, on, on appreciate on your time I, I dude i cherish you you got to know the time and effort are humongous currency for me so i appreciate the amount of time not only that you spent hanging with me here today but uh going into like researching who i am and 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 that kind of, that might be the that might be the way that i find anybody who my audience is is just finding my fans by having it be people who I want to talk to on the podcast and then researching me and chat and chat and then wanting well, to chat yeah. it up with me. I think, and now this is the part where I shamelessly plug two oh, that was That was the next part <laughs> I was going to say. The next part I was going to say. Be Lee Be Funny. And literally, I'm a whore. I'm on everything at that. Be Lee Be Funny on all platforms Twitter, Instagram especially YouTube. Look me up there because that's where these are going to come out. I will be interviewing Corey immediately after uh, we hang up. I take a piss and get more ice for my whiskey. Um, but he will be on my show where I will be doing a deep dive into him. And we are going to talk about his acting, his wrestling, his girlfriend that he acquired. I'm pretty sure they're through nefarious means. I, I There's something there. But I, we are going to talk about it all on my <laughs> See, I got him laughing. See, I'm funny to some people. Be Lee Be Funny to some people was too long of a title. So just look up Be Lee Be Funny on all <laughs> accounts. But yeah, no, I am a huge fan of you, Corey. Um, I think you... Or like I was mentioning earlier, that renaissance man. You know what I mean? Like, we don't have enough of them. You know what I mean? It's There's too many people that want to be a one-trick pony, and you are I clearly a doctor who, who, <laughs> who killed his dinner, man. I wanted to be... Yeah, yeah, the doctor that killed his dinner. Exactly. When you like, me that story, I wanted to be that doctor who kills his own dinner. Yeah, when I tell people I practice with my crossbow, they they get very like ooh, like and it's, I'm like it's just a little crossbow, it's a handheld. My girlfriend uses it. It's a small. I'm <laughs> <laughs> but but I was saying the time and effort is time and effort is is a humongous valuable currency. So the point of me saying that was we wanted to say if you if you have checked out this show, this is the first time you've ever seen anything I've ever done or seen anything that B Lee's ever done. Uh Please, if, if you've done this much effort, all I ever want to ask is that you just like, comment, subscribe, comment, dude. Like if you're feeling anything about anything we talked about business people, he cannot emphasize that enough. It is it. it he might seem like it because it, it, he's done this a lot more than me. And so you probably heard it from him a lot more. 
but I can't tell you how much just someone subscribing to your channel changes your life, not just for you seeing it, but literally people that want to book you, hire you, talk to you, be on your show. It all has to do with how many people like, subscribe, and comment. And if these people are in your life regularly, right, you're sharing a comment from Target to get 10% off on dish soap. <laughs> Share right, your if, friends. <laughs> if, if, that's, if that's worth something to you, then hopefully this kind of these kind of valuable conversations are worth as much as much effort as like you got you got this for free. You're going to constantly keep getting this for free. And if I'm bringing value to your life in some way, I'm putting this effort forward. So meet me a little bit by doing a little bit of effort. Just subscribe, share, tell your friends. If you if you like the show, if this is valuable to you in any way, subscribe to some of the ideas. You can take some of the ideas. You never have to listen to me again. But if it changes your viewpoints on a few things, if you if you now decide to be kinder to other people, if you decide now to be kinder to yourself, if if you if you just change a little bit of stuff through through my influence, I, I, all I've ever wanted to do is influence people in a positive way. So I, I feel like I'm achieving something if I'm if I'm getting more likes and subscribers. It's not like I'm addicted to the to the rush like like society. It's just, it's just that like it's I, I I I believe in what I'm saying and I believe. Oh, that, I think that's clear. I, I believe that. that people need that in this world. I agree. I agree. And I, I think uh, people need Corey Castle in their life. <laughs> and um, I also acknowledge that I am not like Corey Castle. I do not need you to like it to subscribe. I just need you to like the button and subscribe. I don't care if you hate me. You can hate me with all of your heart and soul, your whole family's soul for all I care. Listening. Like, subscribe, and comment. Comment all the things about how you hate me. I could care less. Subscribe and follow so you can hate me from afar. <laughs> oh, he's got the drum. I was like, what is he grabbing? I was hoping it wasn't a human head. Stay consistent, everybody. What's in the box? Be love. Be kind. Be kinder to yourselves. Be kinder to others. Be fun. Have safe. Keep evolving.